like that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn it! I'm half of I'm half of Jesse apparently. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Hello, everybody. TV <laughs> 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 is not here. No. If it wasn't already incredibly obvious. <laughs> Jesse, you're muted. You're muted. I think you're muted or we're muted. Hi, everyone. What I tell you, I just <laughs> got done explaining. It's not going to be perfect. Have you ever tried to run one of these? It's very difficult. It's very hard. Jesse and I both have uh, have run these. These before. aren't easy things. These aren't easy things to run. I'm over here like <laughs> explaining, wow, how much I love that intro, and I'm like, yeah, we had such a good time, and now everything. F it, it doesn't matter. Hi everyone, welcome to Co-Optional Podcast. It is uh, that time where TB's not here, and uh, we are going to desperately try to give you a show that you can watch <laughs> and not be ashamed of. <gasps> Impossible. I know. <laughs> I know, I'm aware. It's already the best show of 2018. It really, I mean, uh, yeah, it really is. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you to our guests and Victor and Mathis for joining us today. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having round, me. Round of applause. Yeah. Seal of approval. Or, 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 or. <laughs> I like it. Oh, Good. goodness. Um, yeah, I am uh, thrilled to be hosting and trying my hardest not to screw this up. It already happened, so what the hell is there to lose? Let's get into it. It's kind of it. like when you finally stay in your new couch, and you're like, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you, when, when, like, if you get a new car, your car gets, like, effed up in some way, so you just gotta, you can only be that guy who's like, I take care of my car every, eventually you're gonna get a scratch. At that point, F it. Next oh, comes rust, then point, comes marriage, it. then comes spark plugs and a baby carriage. I wonder why yeah, the first okay. thought was the was a stained couch. Why couldn't it have been like a scratched CD Dodger or like she's known for staining couches? Because isn't that a isn't that like a common metaphor for that? Oh my god, because the girl pees on couches. Because people used to put, <laughs> people used to put plastic on their couches, and yeah, then everybody's yeah, 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 like, yeah. "Oh well, if you just like if you just like barely fuck it up, then." <laughs> Just live your goddamn life and stop sitting on plastic, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Isn't that right? But then it won't stay in mint condition, though. Yeah, all that resale value of your car. Yeah, just think of that. You could, you could resell it. Come on, now. <laughs> you guys are like... the same. You're the same people who bought uh, Star Wars Episode One action figures and are just like, one day, one day they're going to be worth something. Yeah. Yeah. You wait. Like yeah, one day there'll be a currency. It'll be a cryptocurrency for just Star Wars action figures. Gonna go through yeah, but I'm gonna hold on. I don't know if you know, but Ryan Northern Lion has like the market corner on Kiati Mundi figures. Yeah, yeah, he's got like I think three thousand Kiati Mundi. Here's the thing: uh, action figures now they aren't even worth three thousand dollars. You can't even get a dollar for each of those. <laughs> I don't know well, he, why he's buying them. No, no he gets sending them. Yeah, to. they send it. It started off as a meme oh, because. They, the Kiati, the the figure that that people send him are is like a, it's supposed to be a three D hologram of Kiati Mundi from Star Wars, but it's literally just an unpainted blue plastic. Like he thinks that he thinks that people are just trying to skimp out for not wanting to paint it, so it sort of became a meme in its own right. So now, like every time they get him and Kate get fan mail, they send him just a ton of Kiati Mundis, I'm and they're all fun. blue and they're all not painted and terrible. Yeah, of course. Um... <laughs> What a good life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Must be nice to be Northern Lions. Yeah, life. Jesus Christ. I've I never been more jealous I'm going to disagree. I want to know where you store 3,000 
I'll tell you, the garbage can. The garbage can. (laughs) He throws them away. (laughs) If anybody thinks he's keeping those, they fooled themselves. Oh, my God. It's perfect. Uh, Wow. Okay. Um, God, we have a real podcast to do today. So I guess we should talk about games and stuff we played. Um, Sure. What, uh... What what have you guys been playing this week? Um, Sinvicta, you've been playing a lot of uh I don't know, what the hell do you do exactly? Go <laughs> I just I I <laughs> I usually ride off the coattails of my more popular friends like Jesse Cox and Mathis Games for Heroes of the Storm. Oof, so. you made a terrible choice. Yeah. <laughs> you, there are so many other people you could have and should have picked. Oh shit. Yeah, all three of you guys play Heroes, don't you? Uh, I'm the only one who plays out of out of the three of us because we have our own little chat on Skype saying, "Hey, let's do some Team LE games." And everyone just ghosts me for like 3 3 weeks. <laughs> And then when finally oh we play, oh my god, it's like those text messages where you're like, "Why don't you ever respond to me?" I yeah. do. No, you don't. I have proof. <laughs> yeah, and it, like, and it says like red, like I've read the text, but I'm just like, no. It's uh, it's seriously the last eight messages are Sinvicta saying, "Hey guys, games today." Hey, anyone from games today? Hey, I need games today. And then finally, Mathis is like, yesterday, two days ago, he was like, "Yeah, I can do a game after like you know, give me like ten minutes or what's whatever to eat." At 8:44 p.m. Are you just putting Here we are. Blast right now I am putting him on blast. He is. Because he is. when we finally played, the games were terrible, and I don't know why he's going to be posting those games. Oh my god! I, I need uh, backlog for Pack Out. It was awful. So let me just tell you why I can't. I can't play this game. I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> the other day I was playing, and I was just like, you know. M- just trying to get this terrible. Were like, you gonna say minding your own business? Is that what you? I, I was gonna say minding my own business. <laughs> La- I was leaning on my own. Leaning on your own. I was trying to get <laughs> this. My I, own I gave up because I didn't want to deal with it anymore. But there's a, there was like a winter mount. Like you get a mount, and it's like you had to win five games. And I was like, all right, well, five games shouldn't be too hard to win. I must have gone like zero and eight, and I I got to the salt levels were at a point where it was just like, let me give you an example of one of the games. I get into the game, I'm like, okay, um, I guess I have a thing to be a warrior, so I guess I'll be Sonya and, like, run in there and do some shit. Everyone else on my team, I think one was a bot, I think one was, like, a a person who literally- I tweeted about it because I was so mad, I was like, please everyone report this person. Literally just (laughs) fed, and then when we called the person out, we were like, what are you doing? Replied, I've been doing this for, like, 150 levels, Blizzard doesn't give a shit. Ha ha. Like, and I was like, <laughs> it's actually true. Unfortunately, I, I was furious. I was so mad. I was like, well, I'm done for another month. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. Um, couldn't you avoid that by playing with your good friends, Sinvicta and Mathis? <laughs> no, 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 because we played last night. Me and Sinvicta played four games last night. Two out of the four games that we had had bots in them. And yep. one of them, at the last five minutes, the guy came back and was worse than he was when the bot was the one controlling his character. Oh, no. And then the other game was Ana, and it was the best Ana we've ever seen play Ana before, and it was who, just AI. Who knew that solo support Ana could actually work only in the hands of the elite AI in Here's <laughs> the Storm? Because solo support Anas are terrible. You can't trust humans anymore, guys. I, you can't. You know, you know more about what's going on with the game right now than I will ever. Have they already initiated that thing where it like match makes you properly? Uh, yeah, that was disabled after like a day and a okay, half. Okay, no, I was I was wondering because <laughs> I thought it was in, and I've been playing with people who genuinely are like all trolls and terrible, and it 
a wave washed over me when I was playing. I was like, is this what? Is this, is this how they see me? Yes. Oh my god, I felt bad. <laughs> they I flagged felt, Jesse's account. I felt Probably, yeah. I genuinely yeah. felt like shit. I felt like I was the worst player who ever. I was just like. Obviously, oh your the first thought that came to your mind was, how does my good friend Sinvicta do this for not only his YouTube content, but in solo queue all the time? Oh, obviously. I asked that a while ago. and I know. Much and like, the answer is, I don't know no why. Answer. Yeah, much, yeah. Like, <laughs> much like the question, why are we here? I figured there was no real answer to that one. So, <laughs> so anyway, I've been playing Here's the Storm. Uh, right. New hero came out today. Uh, also... It's the it's the Firebat. His name is Blaze, which they've retconned into some sort of StarCraft legacy hero that was been there from the start. Just even like though, Probius. Yeah, Sorry, just right? like Probius. Probius was the savior of Ire or whatever they said. But uh yeah. He's uh he just came out, I haven't got a chance to play him yet. Blazer. Uh, been laser. <laughs> it's Blaze, not Laser. laser. I would uh, love it if there was a skin for Firebat eventually that was just the player Firebat. And people were like, what oh. the fuck? Like a normal person? <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, it's just his character. It's just cell shaded, yeah. I or they do give them a dank weed skin. Yeah. Oh, no. of course Mathis will I bring up the that. weed skin. God, Mathis. You can't even you, you can't so, talk I'm, two seconds without yeah, bringing your you know me, without bringing in the paraphernalia. I love this guy. to be elite. Well, it's legal here, but still this, I, I love to smoke. This guy in his in his hippie letters. You heard him. You heard him right there. Everyone, I take that out of context. Smoke. I love yep. the smoke. <laughs> yep. Clip that. Uh, Path of Exile expansion, freaking awesome. Uh, and unfortunately, I got back into Summoner's War as of yesterday, which I've been enjoying. But yeah, it's been fun. Mm -hmm. And I played games with Mathis, and it was terrible. Yep. No. I actively try to avoid you until I need backlog. Exactly. I'm. I'm. This is what happens when you're a lower tier YouTuber. You just kind of like you get used. I'm like a used Subway <laughs> Kleenex. What? I don't know. What? A used Subway. A used Kleenex. Subway Kleenex. Either from the from the sub restaurant or from like the transportation. You I pick. was gonna say. I'm. I'm curious if you mean like I've wiped away a tasty sandwich, or. If you mean I blew my nose because there might be fumes down here. <laughs> well, I just I just got done blowing my nose with a subway napkin, so the analogy seemed to fit. Whoa! <laughs> it's all oh, come full circle now. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all together. <laughs> That's the kind of content you can expect from Sin Victa. <laughs> and, and Isaac, of course. <laughs> can never stop playing Isaac. All right, well, not. Sin Victa, you've eaten a subway sandwich, so Mathis, what have you... <laughs> done lately <laughs> uh not much in terms of like game stuff i've been playing a lot of subnautica subnautica is coming out of early access this month in like two weeks um uh, subnautica is an underworld an underwater survival game with an actual storyline so it's not just kind of let loose in a world to just survive as long as you can you are it's an alien world where your spaceship crashes and it's an all water world and you quickly learn that the aliens there, or the alien species, are all infected with the disease. And through story, you learn there's an ancient alien race that quarantined this entire planet. And now you're stuck on it, and you're trying to get off of it while also curing yourself of this bizarre disease. And it actually ties into the lore of Natural Selection 2, which I had. It's the same developer who did Natural Selection 2. Um, and it's actually that. a prequel to the lore of Natural Selection 2. But it's an amazing, amazing survival game. Um, it, it takes that whole idea of survival, uh, those, you know, run-of-the-mill survival games where you're just trying to survive as long as you can, 
and actually puts a fun twist of putting it underwater and also making it like have a storyline, which is really nice. Nope. Jesse, you would <laughs> not you would you would hate this game. I because it's a horror game without actually being a horror game because uh <laughs> all the uh the deeper you go into the into the planet, into the deeper the ocean you go, the bigger and scarier the creatures get. And they yeah. do a really good job of giving that water effect of like, did I see something really far in the distance? I can't tell. Hang on. That sounds like a game that Jesse would really hate. It yeah, would, it would love. And you totally can hear, love. and you can hear like the echo of a really large creature roaring in the distance, but you have to go over that way, and you can see this thing maybe kind of coming in and out of the murkiness. And uh, and there are things that will just murder this game you. Sounds if you get terrible. It, <laughs> it sounds sounds like the devs really wasted their time. Uh, <laughs> just terrible game. Terrible is waste it, of money and time. Sounds like. Is it actually out now, or is it still in early access? Uh, January twenty third is its launch date. So right now, it, the storyline's complete. Everything's finished. It's all just polishing, basically, okay. at this point. Um, the game has been kind of quote unquote complete for about a month now, and uh, it's one of the. That I'd consider like one of the early access success stories of all the early access games that are out there. It's kind of like Long Dark in that regard, mm. where early access was put to good use, and it looks like it's going to be a great game when it comes out. Cool. Um, in terms of like, um, like what other survival game would you liken it to in terms of how it plays? Uh, see, it's pretty. Ca I would call. It, I would consider it casual survival because you're managing your hunger and your thirst, but you're not managing much else other than that. Um, okay. So, other than then, you're building your own base and, and and all this stuff. I'm trying to think. I wouldn't compare it to anything like Long Dark, where it's really intense and you're kind of managing your calories and your body heat and all that stuff. The fact that you're only managing your hunger and your thirst. I, I don't know, but like you also, but there's also crafting, so maybe like yeah. So there's also ba this base building, and you're building like um. There's like a line of progression that you're building better and better and better um gear and equipment to get you through the game. So you start with building something like a little sea glide, so you just kind of helps you traverse later. And in the late, late, late game, you have this gigantic submarine that you can dock one of your smaller submarines in, and you feel like you kind of feel unstoppable, uh, mm -hmm. which is really cool. And that line of progression takes probably about twenty hours or so. Um, it's great. It's a great game. I don't know what I would compare it to, honestly, but it's it's a phenomenal game, and I would definitely, if you're into that kind of genre, I would highly suggest picking it up. It's super good. Cool. Um, other than that, casually, just kind of like off-camera stuff, I've been pl uh, plugging through like Doom 2016 because I never got through it, so I'm, I'm finally yeah. diving into that. I'm like halfway through that. Uh, nice. I try to give myself excuses to go back and play through games that I haven't. Okami HD I've been playing on stream. Um, which oh, I I still haven't touched that, but it's, it's gorgeous. To. It's really yeah. pretty. Um, I mean, I played it back in the PS2 when it came out, and it just the the PC port works wonderfully, and it, the controller is recognized easily. Thank God, and it just it's as good as I remember it being. That game is great. Um, and then other than that, not much. Just kind of my my normal YouTube stuff that I've been rolling through. Uh, unfortunately, like a lot of like off camera <laughs> casual stuff, I haven't really had a lot of time to play through. Mm. So. About it, yeah. I've mostly um, just played They Are Billions, to be honest. I've been Good away. game. Little uh, a little. That, huh. say that I, feel, I love that game. It's a little basic right now, but I really I like the concept. I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, I I felt like it's definitely one of those games where every time I tried, I visibly did way better. It's yes. one of those learn by failing sort of games for sure. And it's really, really fun as a viewer. 
it's really, really fun to go and look at people who are playing it on like, because I can't beat it at like 16%, right? <laughs> and there are people who are like, all right, guys, I think it's finally time that we tackle 300%. And I'm like... <laughs> 120 was the highest I got. No me. <laughs> so um yeah, that game that game is really great. Uh for anybody who doesn't know what it is, it's uh it's listed as an RTS. Um but there's there's a pause and it's mostly like a a base defense sort of a game. Yeah. Um you do want to think about expanding and all of that kind of stuff, but um the way that it's managed is really interesting because you can't Everything has like a radius to it. So um, say that, you know, there's a bunch of trees nearby your base and you're like, sick, I can get a sawmill down super fast. Um, you don't have to worry about the trees ever going away. There isn't a limit to that resource. But what you do have to think about is that you can't just put a bunch of sawmills right next to each other. Um, you can put down a sawmill and then be like, all right, so I need another sawmill pretty far away from that sawmill right so even though you need these resources um and you can constantly get them from the places that are around your base eventually it's not going to be enough to sustain everything that you have that's that's built and the mm -hmm. sort of things that you need to build later on so um yeah it's i think that it's really interesting that way i don't know that i've played another game that's that's like that but this also isn't really my genre so it's also a really hard lesson in minimap awareness. Well, yeah. that game I, like hammers it home. Like one zombie sneaks by and is like wailing away at one of your tents without you paying attention and is game over. I do <laughs> have a, I have one major problem with, with as someone who's played RTSs since the original StarCraft and yeah, Command yeah. and Conquer, I hate the fact that you cannot see through the environment. That was something that I tweeted to the devs. Like environmental transparency is a big problem in that game because I like like Math has just said it's I'm all I'm all for punishing not having any mini map awareness but the two biggest issues I have with their abilities are and I've I've tested it for a while now you cannot zoom in on the mini map which is almost inconceivable I, you can zoom in and move around and stuff but you can't actually increase the field of view like mm. it's like closer on the mini map because they're they're hell bent on showing the entire map. Uh, and the second, the, the biggest thing for me is just environmental transparency because there is, there are maps that you will never see if there's a hex that's actually covered uh, because it's being obstructed by like a cliff or a tree or something. And that, for for me being super old school RTS, like that's that's a deal breaker until they add something like that. I, I, I tried, I put like 30, 40 hours into the game and I'm like, every time you lose a base because you didn't know that something wasn't blocked off and there's no way to actually like no rotate the camera. Not. Yeah. That's especially when you're on harder difficulty too, that's frustrating as hell. So mm. I hope that they implement something like that uh, in an otherwise stellar game. The music is fantastic. Uh, the mechanics need a little bit of tuning as far as like, as far as the responsiveness, it's not up to Starcraft two levels yet, but mm. I hope that the micro that like, you know, the responsiveness of the microing all that stuff gets, uh, gets tweaked a little bit, but I really think that they need to, they seriously need to address the environmental transparency thing, or at least give us the option to, because that's the biggest problem I've got. And otherwise, like I said, good game. Yeah, there have been a couple of times where, like, the voice will say, I don't remember what they actually say in the game, but something akin to, hey, a, a fucking zombie's trying to get in your base, yeah. right? And it'll ping where it's at, and I'll go over there and be like, I don't see anything. And then it yep. turns out that they were like behind a yep. weird part of 
the my barrier and I just couldn't see them and they were just chilling back there like <laughs> so the only <laughs> I couldn't see them the only way that you can the only way you can act you can actually see them is if you hold alt to show the, the and, and this would be something else that if they if they just want to be lazy about it you could just say always show enemy health bars so I at least you can see show health bars that blew yeah. my mind the first time that I watched somebody I was like you can show health bars yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so the awesome. that's the only way to compensate for not being able to see through trees and stuff but other than that it's you still should you shouldn't have to do that especially when when you know your build order and and the impositioning of buildings is so important like you it's right. it's almost inconceivable that they that they don't have transparency there mm. it's interesting because um watching watching more like high level Mm -hmm. players um some people do a lot of microing and it's really fun to watch and some people never micro at all and i'm just like it's it's crazy there are people who play this game in such completely different ways mm -hmm. right yeah. now yeah it's yeah. you can exploit the the enemy ai by taking a ranger and have all the whole group aggro to that ranger and then just run it around it while you have your firing squad lined up and stuff yeah right yeah it's it's neat it's a like i said Good game with a couple of flaws, but hopefully they address them. I haven't played it at all. <laughs> you would hate the game, Jesse. I you I would mean, not like it. I like tower defense games, but I don't know. It's more RTS than tower defense. Yeah, I heard that you have to like the whole min maxing micromanagement aspect of it is like really important, which to me yeah. sounds like poop. Mm. Poopy. Yeah, if you if you don't if you don't like playing traditional RTSs for for whatever reason, you're not going to like their billions. Other, you can play on casual mode and probably have a lot of fun with it, but there's still a fair amount of, of base building and microing that you need to do in the early games, especially. Yeah, I've been trying to get Sam to try it out because he likes say, the, he likes the really old RTSs. I'm yeah, like, you would probably love this because yeah. there isn't a bunch of shit that like flies and whatever. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, he. I think around. Sam would really like that if you can yeah. get him away from VR chat. <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> It's impossible. He's I just imagine <laughs> at, at your at your house, but plugged in, laying in bed. Like, I'm still playing. I swear, guys, he's very <laughs> sick, but he's resting, and he's just in bed with the VR heads. Yeah, <laughs> he's reconstructed no, like that IV table. Drip. Yeah, he's got the chair from the Matrix, and it's just like it's just plugged into the back of his head, but it's actually just like a holster for the VR set. Right. I can see Sam doing that. Just committing way too hard, <laughs> dude. That game has been going crazy, man. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand the appeal of it. I don't understand what not, it is. Yeah, it seems it seems oddly, despite the viewership on it, it seems like it's pretty divisive. Like either you find it really funny, or you're like, I don't get this. Well, I, I mean, don't get this at all. It is exactly what the internet is, right? It's it's like. <laughs> It's, the internet. Yeah. Either you find it really funny, or you're like, "What is going on?" And that is the vast majority of that. Every time I watch, I'm like, "Well, that was humorous." I don't know that I ever want to be a part of that, but that was pretty funny what I saw. <laughs> yeah, there's also there's some great clips, but yeah, I was just gonna say, I feel like it's also an act of just sticking with it to get to the good shit, right? You have Bro, like so many moments that are just nothing really happening like kind of garbage and then something really funny happens and it yeah. makes it feel like it's all worth it you know Isn't like it, uh, uh soviet knuckles in a tank is like the clip that i love holy shit the the knuckles crew is the big the big, <laughs> the big right thing now. right now yeah 
yeah i saw that on twitter i i guess i didn't i didn't catch that clip it but all, most of the humor if not all of us derived from people just role-playing right mm. they, they're just because yeah. i saw I, I watched dyrus and sam play and like there was someone who was doing a fairly decent hank hill impersonation you actually had the hank hill character but it, yeah, like to me i, I feel totally like commit to their characters really make it i think okay so it, so it's like half like our peers half just people just hanging out yeah, it's just weird. It's like weird. If you think weird stuff is hilarious, then it is hilarious. And if you're like, well, what the hell is going on? You'll never get it. It's just a bizarre. It's the internet, man. It's the internet. <laughs> the follow-up question is like, it, it does it have? Is it the? I guess it's the same appeal of like the GTA role-playing community, like Grand Theft Auto Online community, right? Where it's just everyone's just they just make their own wacky character. Except this is just. But in VR. But there's like gameplay mechanics in GTA is a thing. Yeah, and also VR chat like the longer that people mess with it and figure out how to port in weirder and weirder stuff like mm -hmm. the sky's kind of the limit with VR chat right now. Um, hmm. People are learning how to do really bizarre shit. And this is why that <laughs> movie Ready Player One is stupid because everything in that trailer is like very serious I if that movie starts and there isn't like a bunch of knuckles like show us the way <laughs> he's like <laughs> welcome to the future it's a shit show every time I log in to play this game and f solve this riddle to find a treasure or whatever the hell it's about I gotta deal with these assholes who are like brother show me the way show me the way do you know the way that'd be amazing if that was the movie. But no, instead like, it's like people oh, dancing and like going to parties and very serious and having a good time. It should not be the, the case at all. That's be that's because they they everybody who's in that game has a terrible life, and so they're able to live a normal life. You think of people who are logging oh. into VR chat don't have terrible oh, lives? Say that exact same. Oh line. my god, they must have the worst life if they're like, brother, show me the way. <laughs> <laughs> show, me the, show me the way, brother. There's no, there's, there's no way that they like that is the perfect example of like I'm gonna make everyone else miserable. <laughs> show me the way. Hey, no, I. <laughs> terrible. It, I terrible. wonder. I wonder how long it takes for someone to like say, "Hey, don't use our character in this game," as you're like, if if Mike Judge for whatever reason was like, "Don't use Hank Hill anymore." I wonder well, if anyone's gonna get to that. A point. lot of those ones um, are pre-ported into the game. You don't have to port them in yourselves. They, like, okay. come with the game. So I okay. assume that all of that... Because it's by the same people who made... Um, what's that other garbage <laughs> meme creator? Gary's mod. Gary's mod. There you go. They I was going to say PUBG or something like they, that. I don't know. Same people who made Gary's mod. Um, okay. So they like had enough success behind them already that maybe they were able to be like, "Hey, we just want to let people run around as SpongeBob. You cool with that?" Yeah, I mean, maybe, it's maybe a very, not. Maybe they were like, "Fuck it." It's a very like stream friendly game. It's a game where who knows what'll happen, and so every because everyone on the internet to some extent has that like, "I want my fifteen seconds of fame," and so <laughs> if they see a streamer, they know they can get on the stream and be like. Show me the way. <laughs> Show me the way. And everyone's like, oh, they got He's it. So hilarious. Funny. Yeah. And, you know, and it's not to say it's not funny. There's a lot of stuff that is funny. It's just, you know, designed for stream. And all right. Well, people that's cool. are 
people keep being like, what's to stop this game from getting banned? Because it's basically virtual Second Life, and Second Life is banned because it's turned into a cyber sex machine, right? That's why I only um, play Second Life. <laughs> has, has anything like that happened yet? Has anyone imported anything lewd or? Oh, I'm sure oh yeah, of course. of course. And there are people have. that run around saying like racial slurs all over the place, yeah. right? So yeah. what they have to do right. is you have to, if you're streaming, you have to only be in private rooms because otherwise. It's oh, really okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but you can also do that in Second Life. So it's, I think it's going to be. <laughs> It's it's gonna have to do with whether or not they pitch it properly as like, no, there are ways to protect against this stuff happening and immediately ban people who, you know, right. go against that stuff. And the um Face Punch is the the creators. Face Punch, I guess, is taking it really seriously because they know that what's gonna make their game popular and what has made their game popular so far is streaming. So they're taking moderation of it really, really seriously. That's good. I think it's smart. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Is it a free game? Mm. It it is or is not. Yeah. Oh, it is okay. I wasn't sure by the by that the sound you made. It it was like it was the most I amazing. It. it was a contemplative <laughs> like, mm, is it free? Mm. Once you play like, it, are you free? Yeah, I know. I was like, is I I don't know if we're getting philosophical or not. I'm not sure. Oh, they're saying Face Bunch didn't make VR chat. I fucked up. It's what Somebody happened. Damn it, he's not here. Though, he's not here to correct you. Yeah, Damn it, Dodger. You. No. You're supposed to be the most experienced out of the group now. You're the only person who has connections yeah. with VR chat. Come on. What? Now. Yeah, you're the only one. <laughs> the developer of VR chat is, uh, is VR chat Inc. Ah, oh, well, there you go. Of course, of course. Jesse has admitted that he's watched the streams, which is more than I've done. I haven't so. watched the streams. I've seen <laughs> clips. I would never sit through a stream to see something funny. I'll wait till someone uploads a clip onto like Twitter so I can watch the ten or fifteen seconds and be like, "Well, that was interesting," and then that's it. And then you'll just incessantly you. repeat it over me. and over again while we're recording something. I never <laughs> have the time to watch any streams. The Steam reviews of this are phenomenal. Oh um, God, I can't even imagine what what one. is a. Yeah. All right, the first one, first day of VR chat. Watch two giant anime girls make out. Almost got abducted by a gang of tiny Hatsune Mikus. Met a perverted Morty who went around shoving his face into anime titties while screaming, "Aw, jeez!" Met a guy that was tripping on acid while playing with VR and couldn't stand up. Saw a businessman that was crawling underneath anime girl avatars <laughs> to, look up, to look up their skirts while making fapping noises. Ten out of ten, immersive experience. Wait, holy shit! But the idea of somebody playing this in VR and being super fucked up is really funny. <laughs> he can't stand like, up. Stand up, dude! I can't. Uh, What's real? Like, What's the, real? The funniest, the funniest clips from VR chat to me are the ones where the person you can see somebody visibly like collapse like that the, the physical humor is way funnier to me than any of the They're, jokes that are happening in there well, i guess sam was playing with ross he showed me a clip he's playing with ross or someone and they couldn't figure out how to stand and so their character was just like crumpled <laughs> on the ground and he's just like i can't get up i can't figure out how to stand up it was great so, <laughs> that's great i think it was the because they have like they have like hip receptors now that you can get Right, and I think they they hip. like put hip receptors on or something, oh and then it made them literally more. Yeah, want... they have because everybody wants to be able to to gesture more, right? So they're like, oh, there are things you can put on you your. Want to know how dangerous this is getting? 
I'm going to tell you how dangerous this is. The other day we were recording Scary Game Squad. We're upstairs. Sam now has the headset on, multiple controllers for his hands and, and, and his feet. And he is like, we walk by and we see him like gesturing or whatever. <laughs> and we go inside to record and all of a sudden we hear the loudest bang we've ever heard in our life. And then we hear like a scream and a <laughs> yelp. And apparently Sam gesturing punched a wall and like cut his hand or some shit. And, like, was just bleeding everywhere. And he's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I just messed up my hand a little. We're like. He pun- he punched his Artorias figure. And he actually broke part of it. And he's been really depressed about it. <laughs> oh, I can't tell if that's depressing or hilarious. That's... I feel so bad. Every time I go hilarious. in, staring at it, like. <laughs> it's really sad. Maybe VR. he can rebuild it. He can rebuild it back in VR, then he doesn't have to be. He can become Artorius in VR. Yeah, there you go. You could be. Yeah, you can become it there. Then he broke the controller. Oh my god! People are reporting in. If you know any yeah. more terrible Sam stories in which he destroys something while trying to VR, let me know. The more, the better. <laughs> the more I learn about the horrors of VR, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait for my uh, holodeck. Until then, good luck beta testing, everyone. <laughs> The holodeck is going to be a beta. Oh, no, you're talking about the holodeck from Star Trek, not the hollow yeah. lens that I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, the holodeck. Oh, yeah. The holodeck. The holo lens, they're like, they're, they're not utilizing for games anymore. They, wanna, they want it to be like a medical thing, right? May, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I remember do, the holo like, lens, like, the Minecraft thing they showed off a couple years ago. Oh, God. Yeah, that was a long time ago when they showed that. Yeah, that's when I did the uh, Halo experience where like you put it on and then jennifer hale in a halo outfit talks to you and you're like what the hell and then they take it was cool because you went through a ship and then if you looked out the windows you could see space and stuff and like a hangar bay but that's cool. the hololens even though it's ar the ar space is like this yeah, in front of you isn't it like isn't it like super tiny it was real so you had to look directly ahead of you if you looked anywhere else, it was normal. And so there would be moments where you'd be like, oh, awesome. And you'd move a little bit and it'd vanish. And you're like, cool. Did, um, Jesse, did you watch? I finally started watching Black Mirror and I've only watched a couple of episodes. God, I can't. Have you, have you seen season four, episode one? Um, Episode one of the newest season. Oh, my God. I have. Oh, oh, the uh, fake Star the, Trek episode. The holodeck one. Yeah, yeah it yeah, made yeah, me yeah. think of you. <laughs> That is, here's the thing. I love that episode. That was like one of my favorite episodes of the entire show. Um, no spoils on it at all. I will simply yeah. say, yeah, I understand. I probably would do that. I probably, <laughs> I'd probably do that. Don't say that. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. If I had a holodeck, I'd probably do what happened in that episode for sure. Oh, yeah. No spoils. No spoils. But um, I'd definitely do that. But knowing Jesse, that limits what he's talking about. There could be like three or four things. I have a feeling I know what Jesse's talking about. I don't even know what the show's I definitely, about. I definitely do that. <laughs> Black Mirror is like a, it's like a plausible Twilight Zone. Where Black every Mirror is this. Oh, it's a Black Mirror. Uh, it's, it's, it's sadness, the show. <laughs> every episode is based on the like rapid advancement of technology and where it could go. And yeah, it's almost never good. Horribly depressing. <laughs> it's never a good place. My yeah. my favorite. It's it's an old one. It might be the very first episode of the first season. I don't remember what it was. It's old. Please don't say that. That episode's the worst. It made me never want to watch it again. Which episode is that? 
the pig episode. Oh yeah. no, no, not not the not the pig effing okay. episode. I was gonna no, be no, like, no, that's no. your favorite episode. No, no, the episode where I could see myself doing that. The episode <laughs> with Bryce Dallas Howard, who it's the future where everyone is rated in an app, and everyone is so obsessed with being rated properly and like being above a four and if you're like a, i think it was like if you're above a four you get like all these societal benefits because everyone like loves you and only like the mm. most beautiful people are above a four and everyone like kisses everyone's ass and everyone's like oh you look so amazing today and they try to make sure they give everyone like five stars and shit um that is 100 percent like i love that episode because the moral of it is so good i at the end of it i'm just like fuck yeah fuck yeah it's great yeah. Hashtag. That sounds really interesting. Oh, season three, episode one. Is that what it is? Yeah, Nosedive is the name of that episode. It's it's a phenomenal plot. Uh, I love the premise. And she desperately, she's like trying to move into this apartment, but she needs to be above a three, I think. And in order to get on a plane, you have to be like above a two, like crazy shit. And so everyone is just like swiping, at like kissing everyone's ass. And it's basically about like the worst day of this woman's life and how it just... And it's so good, yeah. It sounds uplifting and and very inspiring. <laughs> to dude, you can't watch Black Mirror. You oh can't. no, nothing about Black Mirror. There's like two episodes that have happy endings. Other than that, it's most all of it is really miserable and depressing. Yeah. But yeah, Nosedive as an episode. There's a lady in it. This old lady who shows up. That's just like, I I want to live this lady's life. And so yeah, I uh I, I love that shit. But, so oh, is it, Black Mirror is terrifying. Is it just like the Twilight Zone, the old school Twilight Zone? It's just Absolutely. different actors like, and different different every, stories yeah, every episode. Okay. Yep, yep. That's there's pretty like cool. A, there's like a thing with John Hamm that's a really good uh, arc, and one of the, like each episode's different, but one of them, one of the seasons has like a weird ongoing thing through it. I can't remember. Well, I, think, I need to watch. I it think again. somebody in my chat a couple days ago was saying that every episode takes place in the same universe. Interesting. Oh, really? Interesting. I think it's something like that. Like, all of this technology is either existing at the same time or in the same universe, so it's, like, either earlier technology or later technology of the same world. But maybe that was just hmm. one season. Um, maybe. No, yeah, I, got... I think... I think. God, was that season two? It's the one with John Hamm in it. and and Because the Christmas special is the wrap-up. And I just can't remember which one it was. I don't. Maybe it's season three. <laughs> I think you just put a talking about Black Mirror. It's spooky. It's spooky. <laughs> it's spooky. I got three episodes in the first season. And I had to put the. I had to put the show down. Oh. I'm just one of those dudes that just is like, like I, I understand. I can see the expert craftsmanship and how like this is kind of just a masterpiece of television. But for me, I'm very easily put into one mood or another, and mm. that that show crashes me for an entire day. And I'm just like, I just can't. I can't put myself in that headspace for too long so i was like i get it i'm not watching any more of this show <laughs> i've been watching one episode at a time yeah that's probably the only way i can do it but i just the last yeah. episode i watched was one where like everybody lives in like this one tower and they get a chance to go on this talent this this talent oh TV the effed show. up talent show episode where yeah, everyone watches tv all the time yeah and they're yeah. like running and like uh, on like this machine to gain points and they use points to buy themselves things or oh yeah Terrible. That's a yeah. That sounds like an anime. A really sad anime. Yeah, like an ultra depressing anime. <laughs> yeah. Uh Black Mirror. 
So what have you been playing, Jesse? Me? Yeah, oh, Jesse. Man. <laughs> um, no, I gotta, An hour later. <laughs> I got to change the thing. What are we talking about? We're going to talk about uh, this game. So I uh, have been playing in my spare time. I just finished it a few like days ago. This game called Gorgoa. Um, heard nothing yeah. good about it. Yeah, Gorgoa I heard good. Fantastic. What a bizarre, fun game. So it literally... Imagine the screen you're looking at right now where there's four quadrants mm -hmm. and you move stuff in, you move like images in between the four quadrants. And as you do, you unlock other images or you can go further into the image you're in and then you manipulate them and um, combine images and move certain parts of images to like, if there's a doorway, maybe you take that image and overlay it onto the boy so the boy can walk through the doorway to get to another area. It's crazy the moments of like what that you have in that game are insane i don't know if you're able to show footage on your end jesse but the trailer i think does a really good job of giving you an idea of what able to show god like. damn it everyone making me show footage am i able to show <laughs> footage sure sure maybe <laughs> possibly look this maybe, is not, i don't know i'm gonna make uh, i'm gonna make a valiant effort to do this yeah, uh, that game, it was not very long, but it was gorgeous. Like, such a gorgeous game. I think yeah. it was Ryan. It was either Ryan or Austin who said that, uh, or maybe it was Bear who said that uh, that game was pretty interesting. It sounded neat. I know neat. Bear Nick really loved it. Was it Bear? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attempt to do this. God okay. help us. This is going to be wild. That's the thing. All right. So, yeah, there it is. Way, right? There's got to be from Gorgoa <laughs> just to show you like a little thing. Mm. That's just I, the I don't guide. Know if you can hear it, but I'm gonna mute it. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah, there we go. But I like, can see you, it. yeah, but like, if you go through it, uh, you you like go further into the actual footage, and then it's like, oh, shit's moving. That's crazy. What a weird. Oh, there's a dragon face, and oh my <laughs> god! And then you like move the apple over the eye, and now you have an apple, and the apple falls into a thing, and it's pretty cool. Like that's, that's it's a very that's like, really neat bizarre fun looking game yeah oh yeah there's that there's that little cutout in that uh, that piece I just saw it yeah yeah it's so that's cool. interesting really fun is I like it, uh, the games that sort of think out of the box like that it's really cool is yeah. it like pretty heavily story like there a cool story that goes along with it or is it mostly just a puzzle game it's like a mystery yeah, story. story like okay, there's cool. a story that goes along with it um and it's it unfurls, unveils itself to you as you play. But, like, in the mm -hmm. beginning, you're def there's definitely going to be a lot of, like, what the hell is happening right now? Because <laughs> it appears like you're looking at the same boy, but through different periods of time. And yeah. it, you at the also... Beginning... Sorry. No, no, go for it. I was going to say, at the beginning, as this little boy, you s you're basically in a world that, that looks very normal. And then there's this gigantic multicolor monster that you see, like, right at the very beginning. And then the game kind of plays out from there. And you're not sure, like, you're not entirely sure, like Jesse said, you're not entirely sure what it is that you're doing or trying to do. Right. Um, but it's it's really cool. Yeah. It's only 15 bucks, too. Sweet. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. a, short, it's a short game, but it's definitely one of those ones that it's not like a tremendously difficult puzzle game but there are puzzles where like when you figure it out you're like 
Because it's not just overlapping. Sometimes if you put two pictures beside each other, they start to, like, something happens where you realize, like, oh, my God, that picture is connected to that picture. And they're the same (laughs) scene, but, like, from different angles, like, you didn't realize it until you put them next to each other. It's very cool. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of cool stuff in that game. Uh, I can see your face getting so excited when you actually solve it. I can just picture oh Jesse's God. face. I was just, oh. There's a lot of moments where I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's the like face. Two and a half hours, three hours long, something like that. Uh, that was the face. Um, is it on mobile too? Because I got a plane ride coming up tomorrow. So <laughs> maybe I'll play it. I don't think so. No? Damn. Let me check. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on my phone right now and uh-huh. see if I can find it. I would assume not. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't look like it. At least not on Android. Uh, it is on iOS. Oh, okay. Yeah, not... If you have an iPad or something. It's there's like you can a swipe. million free Gora Goa guides on Android, but that's about <laughs> it. Ah, sick. <laughs> I will um, see if it's on the iTunes store for you, Mathis. Just so I can download it and you can't. That's wow! Fine. Wow! That's Rude. why he doesn't want to play with you, Shit. right? <laughs> uh, he, he's not going to play anyway. He's just going to go eat dinner for thirty-four hours or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, actually, he was at he, a feast. Maybe he was, was at a feast. It was a hero's feast. You can't. Yeah. You can't. Well, you can't actually get it on on iPhone. Apparently, it's five bucks. Maybe he yeah. was at a feast. Yeah, Dodger said. Dodger said that. <laughs> <laughs> just trying oh, to it's reaffirm. Also on Switch. <laughs> It's on the switch. Oh, on cool. the switch. That's pretty neat. That's what Chad says. Um, if you're if you're looking for specifically a phone game, I must. I think that this is on both iOS and Android. But Reigns Her Majesty is really good. Oh yeah, yeah. I played that on PC. I enjoyed it. I the I got one of the three endings, and I was like, I'm good after that. Um, yeah, I got one of the endings, and now it's more just like kind of a casual. Like, let's yeah. see if I can unlock other shit. Can I ask yeah, you a question? Like, Dodger, did you play the original Reigns? Mm-hmm. Did it have as... So when the dog shows up, that's all I'll say in the original Reigns. When the dog shows up... Yeah. Did the game, like, get as effing crazy as when no. the, like, goddess woman shows up? No. In Reigns Her Majesty? Not at no. All. No, no, no. Okay. The all right. Because I thought Reigns- literally it bugged out. I was like, the fuck is wrong with my game That's right the now? point. <laughs> yeah. Reigns Her Majesty is much more of a yeah. meta yeah. game than original reigns was original reigns had like small moments that were fourth wall breaking but it wasn't like once the, not in, to that extent once you fix the owl and reigns her majesty it gets pretty meta pretty quick yeah all right yeah because i was like what the hell and i remembered playing reigns and the dog i was like oh well that's this is gonna be clever and fun but it still seemed very much like a game where you are the lord of the land, like that kind of, and this one was just like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot of that. I actually found some interesting, cool things in like Reigns Her Majesty, um, like when you're about to die, because you know everybody dies. If you if the if it's one of the the person's like about to kill you, if you have a pistol and you challenge him to a duel, he'll just go away, and you won't you'll get another chance at not dying. Yeah. Also, also if you have if you have the gun that can kill the king. And and the king is like, "What have you done? There, th- this thing is about to happen." And then you just kill the king. Then it resets, and everybody's like, "Holy shit, you killed the king!" And you're like, "That's right, motherfucker." <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff you can do to get out of those situations. Yeah, 
I'm not a fan of the fact that 90% of the time I die, it's like, everyone loved you when they kissed you to death. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Why were they allowed in the palace to kiss me to death? <laughs> Did they all run through the, like, a wave Wait, of people? You always get your, your social thing, like, maxed out, and then they trample you with love? Yes, you I get it. That happens every time. It gets, 90% the of thing, the time. The thing about Reigns, like, the Reigns games, is once you understand the language of the game, though, it's actually kind of easy to last a long time. Because whatever yeah. raises religion lowers your social popularity. Whatever raises social popularity lowers your religion. The problem so with this one, though, Religion and and um, your army also are also balance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, pro the problem with this one, unlike original reigns, is that I sometimes can't tell what the outcome is going to be mm. uh, because you're like, oh, okay, it affects something, and I'm like, oh man, clearly this decision is going to piss off the church. Good, I need to lower that faction really quick, and I click it, and it's like church loves you. I'm like, what? Why would they love this? I'm it talking also, to like an old god or some shit. Why would they be like church is okay with it? Like what? It also the the one that always tripped me up is um and I don't remember if it was this way in Reigns, but in Reigns Her Majesty, the people really love drama. So like if if you have an opportunity to do something that's gonna cause a lot of drama and everybody else is gonna be upset, sometimes the people are like, Hell yeah! More, more, more. Yeah. <laughs> Bang more people! <laughs> it's so funny. There's so many opportunities to be like, yeah, I love you. You are. Right, I'll date you. All right, yeah, I'll date you too. All right, yeah, you're pretty hot. One I'll the, date you. One of the achievements is to have four affairs going on at the same time, and I've been trying to do it Jesus. for so long. Every time somebody's like, "Hey, you and me," I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> next, yes, next," <laughs> and I always die before I'm able to get that get that fourth boner. It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love how you just casually like that's yeah, rain, that's that fourth fourth boner. Look. I always die before I'm able to get that fourth boner. <laughs> I always die before I can get that this, fourth This is gonna be a clip show. We already have one for Mathis and Jesse. Now we got one for Duger. Yeah. I try. I gotta happy, keep Happy New Year, everyone. Oh yeah. Yeah, hey. happy new year. Happy twenty eighteen. Woo! It's been is really cold. Is this the first? Are yeah, you in the, the East one. Coast? Yeah, it's really fucking cold over here in the East no, Coast. No, I'm, I'm in Texas. You're oh. in Texas. It's cold for you. It's been like, there have been nights that it hits negative 25 over here. Isn't it, there like, like a, it, Sam was reading about like an ice cyclone or something crazy. The, the bomb cyclone. Genesis, it's the bombogenesis that hit us. It was what? a winter storm. That hit what? Hold on. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on, sci-fi guy. The bombogenesis. <laughs> Don't you see? Hold on, Wait, I need, I need like yeah. head ridges. Like, <laughs> don't you see, Kirk? <laughs> the Bombo Genesis will defeat you. It's uh, true. That was right? my favorite dance from the '90s, the Bombo Genesis. The Bombo yeah, we got Genesis. hit by a, basically a, a winter cyclone, more or less, that that smacked us for like a day, but mm. ushered in cold weather for like two weeks of just like negative like highs of nine lows of like 25 30 wind chill of like nine not minus like 40 it's ridiculous out here and if you want a, a a story for those who care about cats out in the wild i've been trying to rescue this fucking cat for like two weeks that i oh, saw at like one in the morning maya snapped up and like saw something walking outside and i was like what the hell is that it's like weird black lump it's like crawling around and it was a cat licking the pavement for food and i was just like my heart fucking broke so i got a crate filled it with hay 
got a bowl of food and water, a heating pad out there. Damn. And he comes by a couple times a day to eat and drink. And I got one of those have a heart humane traps. And he's yeah. triggered it twice without being but caught. But he always gets away. Oh, he always, always like, gets he's away. He's like Garfield. Have you put lasagna in there? He's like, no, I, yeah. put, I put tuna in there. And he goes in and somehow he gets the food, but triggers the trap and still gets away. You can see his little footprints and Are shit. Are you sure there's really a cat and it's not a cat ghost? Look, that'd be bomb if it was a cat ghost, though. Dude, Jesse, I know we've t you've mentioned in passing, I have ghost hunting gear. Let's oh, do a show. Oh, my God. I'd love to go ghost hunting. <laughs> Let's uh, do it. But Gotta like, go to Oregon. We all have to be the tropes. Like, all right. So if we're That's the fine. ghost hunters, right, Mathis, okay. you're the techie guy. You're like, don't I got worry. All the gear. I've got the newest triangulator Megator 1200. <laughs> and uh, Dodger, you're the one who's like, oh, jeez. I don't know if we should go in there. Oh. <laughs> I, can, I can do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and Sinvicta, you're the guy who's like, well, oh, you know. Historical records of this building show me that in 1972, 15 people died. And uh, I don't know about that. And then I get to be the guy who's like, come fight me, ghost. There's a ghost in here. Come Those fight are always me. the best clips from ghost hunter shows. Like, Fuck you, ghost. And he's in an yeah, empty room. <laughs> There's a ghost in here. You'll fucking fight me. Come yeah, on, what? ghost. You demon, you're a bitch. You heard me. <laughs> you're a bitch. It reminds me of that South Park episode where they they parry that like something there's something warm and something liquid going down my leg right now. Make uh, yeah. sure you get a shot of that. Get a shot of that. <laughs> it's like hold up. I think something. Can you guys check my back? I felt scratches. Yeah, I, it, it sounds like a pulls up his shirt. It, it, it sounded something like that. Yeah, yeah, I can totally see you doing that, Memphis. Right. Good. Good. I was a, I'm still a weird like fan of the paranormal garbage. Let's go. Well, we I'm down. Look, we found out that Oregon has the most ghost towns per capita. True. Per capita. So, we could wow. go to a ghost town and, like, film a show <laughs> in the ghost town. Are you town. kidding me? That would make such a good... The go ghost stuff is hot on the algorithm right now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm just saying. It would do really well on YouTube. It only got. No, it only I'm took fifty eight minutes to start talking about the algorithm. No. <laughs> uh, but like, no, the only the only type of ghost stuff that people want to see though is where there's no people there. They want to see clips where it's like, here's an Irish high school, and what happens next? You won't believe. And then all of the backpacks like get blown away from the wall, and you're like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> mm -hmm. They don't want us. They just want the ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the here's the worst possible camera on earth shooting the darkest video ever, but somehow <laughs> Yo, it's gone you, viral. You have, you have to have thought of that though, Jesse, like a scary game squad ghost hunting special. Yeah, I thought you guys um, were gonna do something like that a couple years ago. We I, I the, Davis, the problem I, the problem is how do you convince some of the scaredest people on planet Earth to go with you to a place? Like <laughs> Davis is not he doesn't even want to do VR. He's afraid of VR. So like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that it will happen. I want it to. I like the Queen Mary's just down the road. We literally could go oh, spend God. the night in the Queen Mary and just come on. It's right down the road. You. We could. I'll do go it. with you. I will go with. I'll volunteer. I'll fly out there and I I'll would love do it. to just put people up in that hotel and be like, ghosts, are they real? <laughs> and then at the end, be like. No, the answer is no. definitely no. <laughs> we wasted our time. It emphatically, yeah. There's a uh, the 
In San Antonio, the Emily Morgan Hotel is supposedly super haunted. I stayed there twice and nothing happened. Is that happened. the hotel that uh, uh, the Rough Riders used to be at? It's right near the Alamo is all I know. Yes, that's the hotel Dodger and I went to. Dodger, when we filmed our show, yeah. the haunted hotel where the Rough Riders were, like, formed, um, mm -hmm. we stayed in that hotel, and I remember- Really nice hotel. It, yeah, it's very, it's very nice, but like an old hotel. Yeah. And um, we, I remember Angry Joe and I trying to film a, a, like a, like a ghost, like a spooky ghost thing for this video. Oh and we set up this entire ploy where Dodger was going to be in the room at, with, with other me Joe. And other Joe. Me yeah. and other Joe. Were, were, yeah. You guys were going ghost hunting because that was like your bit. And so Joe and I, because we really wanted to freak you guys out, literally went in set the alarm on the clock to go off five minutes after you guys had entered the room. Then we set the TV. So the TV, if we, we took the remote and went outside, so we turned the TV on and off. Here's the thing. None of that happened. None the alarm didn't go off. Literally none the TV, of we closed yeah. the door. The TV signal would not happen. I feel like if there was a ghost, the ghost was like, <laughs> got him. Roasted these guys. There was no ghost. It was we were so disappointed. We tried so hard to scare you guys, and nothing <laughs> happened. It was mm. the biggest letdown. We were like, "Why did the alarm go off?" It sucked. I think it's so sort of you have to be in the right mind frame to get scared in order to be scared. That's where I think that's where most of the of the scary game squad sort of excels at because you're already going into those games that you guys play just completely. Well, I mean, drinking probably helps as well, but. It's, see, it, I always love hearing Jesse freak never out. Drunk in this office. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the older episodes. Yeah. Where, where did you where did you guys record those anyway? I thought that was over at Davis's house or something. Or there's an office upstairs. Is that where you guys recorded everything? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's upstairs. Yeah. <clears throat> there's a whole. There's a like a couch we sit on and we hold each other's knees and we play scary games. The problem is lately, scary games have not been. They've been like too. We just played through. Oh my god! You know what? We'll talk about it after the break. Um, okay. <laughs> I have I have things to say, but uh, yeah, we're gonna take a little break. We'll be back in a little bit. Live your lives. Live your dreams. Don't let your dreams become memes. I'm trying to figure out how to shut off the volume. <laughs> All right, we'll be back in a little bit, guys. Uh, thanks and enjoy. Goddamn shirts. Is this- Hello, everybody. Welcome back. We're back. Oh, How's hey, we're going? back. Yeah, you're back. <laughs> oh, back. my goodness. Uh, let's talk more games, shall we? Yes! Let's discuss things. Uh, so, um, let's do the old text on the bottom of the screen. Awesome. So, um, oh my god. What I... was the game you were going to talk about? So, we- this past week, speaking of Scary Game Squad, played the Resident Evil DLC. And okay. what a crazy turn that DLC took. So, if you've ever played Resident Evil as a franchise, you know over the course of the franchise it went from more, like, spooks and more to, there's a gun and now you can shoot 50 demons in the head or whatever. Cheesy B-action movies. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So... Over the course of Resident Evil 7, you had Resident Evil 7, which by itself is a phenomenal game. It was so good. Yeah, then you had the, the first DLC chunk, which mm -hmm. was, you played one, which was an escape room, 
which yep. was totally awesome. You were like in an escape room. You had to figure out a way to get out. Like what a creative use of the horror mechanic. Then the other was a card game where like you had to wager yes. and bet. And like if you didn't, you died or the guy across from you died. But it was terrifying. It was it was insane. The next batch of DLC is more like Resident Evil 6. So the first, no. DL- the first oh. DLC you're playing as Chris Redfield, and so you expect some campiness, and Chris Redfield would have a shotgun and like punch guys in the face, and that's pretty much what it is. It's super fun and campy and weird and silly. I kind of was like, all right, I'm down with that. Is the actual the actual Resident Evil Seven game is serious, right? Oh, very serious. Very it's still serious. a little. It's still got campiness to it, but it's like it's yeah. old school Resident Evil campiness where it's more horror than it is campy. But right. it's like first person, and it has that yeah. terrifying vibe of, um, you're always you have weapons, but you're always under ammoed. Yeah, uh, you are being chased by things that you know you think you know how to kill them, and then something will change, and then they're like even harder to like that kind of shit. It's it's. Right. It, it's, it reminds you of old Resident Evil. It, the vibe is so good, you're, like, happy it's back. It has nothing to do with the Resident Evil saga until, like, the very, very end. And you're like, <gasps> no boulder punching while right. fighting Wesker in a volcano. Well, the Chris Redfield one is, like, there's a few moments where you're like, if Chris can punch a boulder, he can punch this. And you're like, oh, right, <laughs> this is going to be hilarious. And it is very... Um, fun and campy and silly and it wraps up one of the storylines with one of the characters from the main story who didn't have an ending you're like cool all right understandable but then the next dlc it's called like end of zoe we just called it zone of enders um (laughs) but like literally um zoe is is during the course of the game you are Chasing, like the original Resident Evil, you're chasing down your wife, but at the same time you're interacting with this girl, Zoe, who's the daughter of the family, who's not infected. Or if she is infected, it's very, like, not happening to her immediately. Right. And so you eventually have a choice to make in the game, whether you save Zoe or you save your wife, right? That's the big choice. And so canonically, in this DLC, you've chosen your wife. And so in this case, it's Zoe's story and what happens after she stays behind, right? And so... In what I assume is Japan being Japan, everyone in this franchise, in Resident Evil 7, when they get taken over by virus, or or I guess this, like, crazy plague monster shit, they become molded, which are, like, these terrifying, like, black goop things with crazy teeth, and they're like, eh. Zoe turns into a beautiful crystallized was, anime girl I was who gonna looks say, like Shiva like, from Final Fantasy. <laughs> she turned into like sexy anime monster. I God mean, they, just, what? They, they show Zoe, they show Zoe before, I can't wait to upload these videos. Guys, you have no <laughs> clue. They show Zoe before, they give you like a little flashback like previously, and they show Zoe and she looks like just like a like a southern girl who'd live out in the bayou who just has had a few rough years. <laughs> Cut to Crystal Powers. She's gorgeous. Like she is. It's like, fuck it. Crystal's doing her wonders. She's she's she changes completely. She becomes a completely different character. Like, and then she's like frozen solid. And you're like, wait, what the fuck is going on? Then you're introduced entirely to a new character, Jack Baker from the original game, his brother, who is like a marine who lives out in the woods, eats bugs. <laughs> And does not use weapons. You know what he uses? Just his fists. 
Oh, no. And so the entire game, you're running around punching the <laughs> monsters that you had to kill with shotguns before. And, like, <laughs> multiple shotgun shots. Oh, my God. He is, like, destroying dudes. Just punching everyone. The and power the whole, of the military. The whole DLC, the hour and a half or two hours it is, is just punching. Just punching to save a crystal girl. And it's insane. And oh, it definitely, it, it tore the Scary Game Squad apart because, I, like, Gerard and Davis loved the concept. And they were like, I'm going to say getting into it too aggressively. They were like, yeah! You're like, screaming. <laughs> and Alex and I were like, the fuck yeah. is going on? Like, we... <laughs> We're so out. We're like, this is the dumbest effing thing we've ever seen. And, and I think it sounds like it's like if Capcom was a drug addict and they come back with resumes. So like, we're clean. We've gone to rehab. We're good. Yes. And then you go away for four months. And you come back and they're in the corner being like, don't look. Don't That's, look. It was like we created this amazing game. Also, remember Resident Evil 6? Wasn't that fun? <laughs> like, that's what this vibe was. It's right. insane. What an insane game this thing was. And, um, even then, when you beat it, because you're expecting to get, like, resolution and have everything tie into, like, the Resident Evil franchise and everything makes sense. And when you beat it, even then, you're just like, what? <laughs> so I went back to fucking old Capcom Resident Evil garbage. Just yeah. goofy, wacky Resident Evil. And I had, I, I, it, it hit me, and, I, and when the video uploads, or if you go watch someone else play it or whatever, or you play it yourself, it hit me the inherent problem with the reason why I didn't feel invested in this story and the reason why I was like this is stupid is because they introduced a new character to save Zoe who is this girl who has been taking care of herself the entire damn time she don't need fucking anyone right mm. and eventually in order to beat the final boss you get this like fucking giant ass gauntlet <laughs> this robo gauntlet that you fight with oh god so <laughs> yeah yeah my question to the devs and to everyone else involved if it's called End of Zoe, why didn't the story revolve around Zoe slowly transforming into the yes. crystal woman, and over time, she gets powers because she's becoming this monster, and at the mm. end, when she fights off against the bad guy, not only would it make more sense because of who the bad guy is, but when she fights off versus the bad guy being like, now I'm full-powered and like the only way I can save myself is by accepting... Like, there's so many cool potential things there for a yeah, story of a this of girl, things. like, beating yeah. the shit out of monsters. Like, because I understand, I think I understand why Gerard and Davis, like, got so into it. Is because there's, like, a weird catharsis of running for a year of expansions worth of this game terrorizing you. And now you literally can, like, one-shot guys by punching them in the face. And right. I, I feel like I understand that. And Alex and I were like, what the hell? But I think uh, it would be more cathartic if you played a Zoe who her whole life living there has been shit. And she now is like... And just starts destroying people rather than this guy who literally comes out of fucking nowhere. He's like, I'm the brother of the guy from the from the main game, and I'm here. Zoe, he's like, Zoe, I gotta save Zoe. It's like, what? What? Why? It's Why? impossible to care about a character that's introduced. It, it kind so of quickly. Yeah. not not the story, but that that like the the missing potential kind of reminds me of. Uh, did you ever play Outlast two? Um, I didn't. But yes, he I did. I watched. Yeah, I watched yeah. people play it. Outlast 2 remind, like, the, has that same feeling of like massive story potential all dropped because they couldn't decide if they wanted to tell this weird like elementary abuse story or cult living in the woods story. So they tried to tell them both and they both fell apart. Well, I think like, I, 
I think Outlast, the problem with Outlast 2 is that the, you're right, it had the cult story, it had the weird, like, baby-killing story, it had yeah. this the story about the um, uh, other cult, the cult that was like, <clears throat> like, there's one cult that's trying to prevent the end of the world, but they're doing yeah, the it crazy ones, yeah. shit, and the other one's trying to make the end of the world. And, and they're, they're trying to tie it into Outlast 1 in some way. Yeah, and... then you have the science facility that's like, well, the reason really why all these people are going crazy, <laughs> science and there's all these fucking things that are involved in this game, and it's like, there might be too much happening here. Like, <laughs> I, I, I wish Outlast, not to derail it, but I have such, like, a gripe with Outlast 2, because I loved Outlast so I. 1. I agree. And I, I wish Outlast 2 went, like, the Final Fantasy route, where it's, like, Outlast 2, but it has nothing to do with any of the first Outlast games. And I would have loved it if you had played, like, my dream Outlast 2 after I haven't played it, would have been, you play as the little boy, in the school and you're playing through the elementary school and the more he's realizing these weird abusive horrors that are happening the more his mind is going like m imagining monsters and stuff and this per this monster that's chasing you all through school might have been the priest but he pictures him as this monster that's chasing him through school and stuff well you I know, think like, that like the, i understand how they tried to connect the stories about like the character you're playing and what happened to him in the yeah. past and how it relates to what's going on with him mentally in the future like i right. get all of that the, the problem is, is because the two elements are so insanely separate. Right, that, that's and, the issue, yeah. And, like, appearance and vibe and feel. It's like they took two incredible ideas for a game. Like, one very gross and creepy and nasty. Yeah. And one that's genuinely a horror game with an element to it that's like, oh, my God, this is, right, like, dark and topical and weird. And there's, like, two entirely different horror game yep. genres. Cram them together and we're like... Go enjoy <laughs> with the shitty gameplay mechanics of just Outlast, yeah, and bad and bad AI, and and, and I think Out Outlast Two really showed the problems with Outlast One, which is that after the scares at a certain point, yes, it literally becomes how do I get past this monster in the douchiest, sneakiest way possible? Because yeah, yeah. like you all just right. learn like all the exploits, like okay, the monsters can't jump over tables, but I can, so let me jump over this table. He's gonna go the long way around, and then I'll jump back over and just yep. go right by him, like that kind of thing. Um, is Outlast 2 worse than Evil Within 2? Yeah, oh, Evil Within 2 is way better than Evil Within 1. Evil Within 2 is great. Evil Within 2 is crazy and fun and campy and weird and scary. Yes. There's moments Dude. in it that you're just like, what? When it's that so ghost woman shows up randomly, like, it's so, there's so much cool stuff. When you hear her humming and then all of a sudden you're like, what? Yeah, when, into this when, other world. When Lana Del Rey <laughs> shows up, she's my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> Every time she shows up, Alex and I are like, Lana Del Rey? She's like, <laughs> we're like, it's right. what you doing here? When you discover her for the first time in that haunted house, and you're like, what is going on? And then she starts chasing you, and now she's in the world. <laughs> like, oh, Dude, fuck. There was one time, I think I've said this before on this podcast, but there was one time, it might have been the scariest moment in any video game I've ever played, when he, Alex and I were looking for a, uh, like, bullets or something. We were, we were tracking down a location that you get on the radio receiver. Yeah. We end up in a little cabin. We go in the cabin, we look around, there's nothing, the door locks, and all of a sudden we hear, and we're like, because <gasps> the whole point is, the only way to get away from her is to run. Like, you can't yeah. defeat her, and no. we're locked in a room, and we know at this point she can walk through walls, and we're like, we, this is so unfair, we're just gonna die, this is so dumb, and the door starts shaking, and the wall, everything starts shaking, and then she just like, and vanishes, and I was like, the game just got us. The game just got us. It was so good. <laughs> I remember you telling that story, yeah. It was so no, good. He, the Evil Within 1 was like meh to bad. It was relatively rough. 
But man, Evil Within 2, they just like, they knew what to go for and they nailed it. Yeah, the story is just as silly and weird, even yep. more weirder. Like, it's like, wait, none of this makes any goddamn <laughs> sense. But because the scares are so in, insane and intense and weird, and the, the premise of, well, for the first, no spoils on the story of the game, but the killer that you're first introduced to is the yeah. guy who freezes time when he kills someone. And so their death, the moment of their death is captured over and over and over again in like slow-mo and it's fucking bizarre because the amount of blood and like how ridiculous people die is like there's some moments you're walking to a room and there'll be just a dude like falling off a balcony like his chest exploded but it's yeah. all like slow it like keeps going through the entire time you're there it's awesome like i love what they've done with it it's Sounds really pretty cool. metal going going back to outlast 2 yeah do you guys feel like what went wrong with Outlast 2 is that they felt like... Because the DLC sort of escalated the what-the-fuck factor of Outlast 1, right? Like, the Outlast um, 1 DLC was kind of like... Ugh. What was the Outlast... The Outlast 1 DLC was the reporter going in to dig up the information. the guy who wanted to cut off people's dicks and turn them into wives. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot about. You meant I thought you meant like story wise and the telling of the story. You meant the bizarre, gross, like we're gonna try and make it shock factor. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm. I'm wondering yeah. if like the what went wrong with Outlast Two is they had these ideas and they were like, which one is gonna be the escalation? And neither of them felt like they escalated it enough. Yeah. So how to describe yeah. this? Outlast One. There was a crazy doctor because it was in an insane asylum. <laughs> Sorry, chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dick wine? What? No. So, so the yeah. The first time I'm hearing I, about it. How do I even describe this? Um, Outlast one. There was a crazy doctor. Like Outlast one was about sneaking through this insane asylum, and then everyone in the insane asylum was like part of something bigger. No spoils, but um. In Outlast 1, you had the two naked brothers who just had their dicks out the entire time when they're chasing you. And people were like, well, that's silly. And then eventually you get to a doctor who the doctor's like, I'm going to torture you for a while. He, like, cuts off your fucking hand or fingers, fingers or some shit. Fingers, yeah. yeah. And so that's pretty gross. And then so in Outlast 2, they introduce you, or Outlast 1.5, whatever the DLC is, they introduce you to a guy who's like, hey, <laughs> I cut off dude's dicks and bang the hole. You're like, what? <laughs> and so that's a crazy, because I guess it's still in the insane asylum, and that's one of the insane people in there. And so there's a scene where they tie you down, and the guy's like, I'm going to cut your dick off and bang the whole, like, it's happening in front of you in first person. It's weird. It's crazy. I think you're right. They said, okay, what can we do for Outlast 2? Let's have how, how do we escalate from yeah, there? Like, yeah, they, like, they, 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 instead of leaning on how can we make it scarier, they're like, how, how can we make this more shocking? Yeah, and yeah. so the parts that aren't in the school are like pits Weird. of dead babies and yeah. fucking like people strung up and like crazy shit. It's just like, what? Yeah. Meanwhile, the school part is fascinating. It might be the most fascinating part of a horror game I've ever played ever because it, the what's so great about the school part is because you're you're so detached from the insanity of the little town you're in this clean cut like catholic school and there's one monster yep. one and he's fucking weird and what his like if you get a clear look at his model like uh i if you're into that kind of like theory crafting thing like what he represents and the way he's built and the way he looks all means something right and like that's fucking awesome also and then you go sometimes he's invisible which is yep, fascinating so like see. you can't see him so you just have to hear him and try to like outrun him and, and 
the the scene in the bathroom is incredible. Yes, um, the bathroom scene is super good. The like, but the, the idea that when you're in the school, you are straight up just like doing hangman puzzles and how it relates yeah. to what's it's fascinating. Like that alone as a standalone moment, if they just made a game of that, even if it was like two hours long, that would be maybe the best horror game in a long time. It's so good. And then automatically you flash back to like, oh, that's right. I'm in this end of the world scenario where there's like a fucking, weird priest, like and... a guy, like a mud man who is trying to have sex with me to bring about the end of the world. <laughs> just, and his, and his <laughs> right hand is right hand woman super soldier. Yeah, like just bizarre, axe. weird shit. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, God. I don't know how I felt about. I was I was not pleased with that last like two at nine, all. Eighty percent of the game. <laughs> but and I think that's my problem with a lot of horror games lately is they're just like either not horror or they're trying to go for like we want to really blow people's minds. It's like I don't. I don't need my mind blown about. I, I would just want to be like scared for a good hour and then move on. I wonder how much PT had to do with like the shaping the the modern first person horrors. I wish lately. they had taken more inspirations from PT. Yeah, like, I don't think. I think it's the exact opposite. I think. Really? Yeah. PT. PT definitely influenced Resident Evil Seven. I think. Right. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. But PT. Yeah. I think what PT That's did. What the, a lot like, of other games did. About. Is. PT opened up the world of first-person horror to be really, yeah. really spooky. But what I think a lot of people shied away from is that PT wasn't about jump scares or scaring you. No, yeah. PT was about the dread that around a corner something could be there. And sometimes something was there, and sometimes something wasn't. Most of the time it wasn't. And Yeah, that's the scariest that's the scariest horror that you in your is head. the one you can't see. Yeah. The closest game to that that I've experienced so far was Layers of Fear. The, the way Layers of Fear played out, which was like, it's mostly psychological. Uh, there's a lot going on, but most of it is not, like, nothing's happening. You're waiting for something to happen. But at the same time, uh, most of what Layers of Fear was about, Layers of Fear was about blowing your mind with, like, now look up. And it's like, the world's changed all. I, I, I yeah, I just, I don't know. I... I, I desperately wish there was more PT stuff. So we'll see. As someone who doesn't, I don't, I don't play horror games, but I enjoy watching people play. I think one of, one of the most entertaining ones for me to watch people play was the Alien Isolation game. Loved that game. That game was pretty neat. I, for me, like Outlast seemed like okay, that'd be a that'd be a fun game to watch someone play. But when when horror starts going into like the paranormal, like telekinesis like the dude who gets in outlast one he gets like thrown up in the air and like by a specter or whatever the the hell it was like that like i instantly get taken out of like this isn't scary anymore because oh ghosts of course or oh you know, you know telekinesis powers or something like that for me like i i think that it would have been it would be interesting outlast 2 to me part of it was more interesting watching the school bits because it's like you know it's in a it's in a setting that you can that you can sort of relate to you know because everyone usually is at one point been in some sort of school you know I, it's for the most part anyway can i pitch it's you guys, like grounded in realism you know but not like too mystical I pitch you guys I don't know. two ideas i'm ready and okay so this past summer i went to a uh game developers conference and like talk with a bunch of devs who were working i guess they had like little fun uh breakout sessions where it was create a game really quickly it has to be something that's two hours three hours long and it, it and, like they didn't actually make it but they like mapped it out like what the game was going to be 
And they okay. had to do certain – they were given, like, cards. And it was like, here is what this game would be. The game is going to have this theme. And it needs to be this type. And it, right? And so I went to this thing, and I watched stuff go down. And I realized, like, oh, my God, I have so many good ideas for games. I'm going to pitch you two that I thought of in this session that are horror games. All right. The first one. Ancient Egypt. Okay. Mm. You are a, like, terrible, bad person. And uh, in ancient Egypt, for those who don't know, when you die, your soul is weighed, um, or I believe it's your heart, is weighed against a feather. And if your heart is <clears throat> lighter than the feather, I guess you get to go to the afterlife. And if it's not, a giant alligator fucking just eats it, and then you cease to exist. Right? Like, you don't even right. get to die. You just are gone from existence. And that's supposed <laughs> to be, like, worse than death. What if you... As a person, were standing there and you snatched your heart away because you didn't want to be judged and you went to go run and the entire game is you being chased by, like, this into it. alligator thing that is trying to <laughs> kill you and eat you because, like, you you refuse to give up your heart to be weighed. And, like, it's it's all supernatural and crazy, but, like, the alligator can come anywhere because it's not real. Like, it, do, it like can come out of a wall and get you, like, just fucking right. anytime, anywhere this thing can get you. I was like, all right, two. Horror like game. Idea. Yeah, me too. Horror game where you are trying to uh, solve the mystery of Jack the Ripper, and he is stalking you while you were stalking him. Just put it Ooh. out there. So it's set in like a Victorian period. It's not about ghosts. It's not about like ghoulies. It's you're trying to solve a mystery, but at the same time, this guy is trying to kill you as well. It could be any real murder story at all. It doesn't have to be Jack the Ripper, but the idea that like. You're hunting a killer, and the killer's hunting you. But it's it's not paranormal. It's just like the, super the interesting thing that could come from that one. I think is what kind of gameplay mechanics could come out of that that one. Like the other one, I like the theme, and it seems like it could be a really kind of good horror game in a classic sense. But the theme of a hunter killing you while you're hunting the the killer that sounds like it'd be fun if if done. Uh, PUBG. <laughs> yeah, it's PUBG, the single player game. I've that always thought. I've always thought that it was a neat concept, and Jesse sort of reminded me of it. I th I thought it'd be interesting to be the target of like it'd be like basically a, an Assassin's Creed game, except you're the target and you're trying to not get assassinated mm. by like a professional assassin. It'd be first person and everything, and you know there'd be there'd be things you had to like you'd have to subtly pick up on, like if you hear a, the scrape of a footstep somewhere that of an empty room that wasn't empty, something like that, where you would have to just sort of dodge down. I've always thought that a, was a neat mechanic. I think that'd be a cool VR. Like, if VR gets Yeah, that'd be a great VR enough, game. If you are, if, like, the game is called, like, VR Evil Millionaire, and you are literally <laughs> just, like... You're just Mr. Burns. No, like, you play the role, like, it takes place at a party, a lavish, insane party that you, the evil millionaire, have thrown, and the whole premise is to survive the night. All you have to do is, like, go... But because you're an evil billionaire, you have to show up and, like, give your evil billionaire speech. And you have to, like, <laughs> go and mingle with, like, the foreign dignitaries. And you have to, like, do all these different things to maintain the presence that everything's under control. But at the same time, there is, like, a Bond character trying to kill you. Right. I think that'd be super cool. Yeah. I like, I like being a, the non-hero character sometimes. My ultimate game, uh, if I if I could create a game, I would love to be, I would love for the player to be the citizen of an attack on like a city by like a giant kaiju monster or something like that. Like you, <laughs> like you get to, you, yeah. like you would get to, you have to escape 
it, like get out of the city or whatever while something tries to deal with the monster like a Godzilla type monster and the scale is like really 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 massive and I think that that would be really interesting being able to try to like escape a city like that I think that would be a fun that, that could also be a VR game I guess but I don't know if I'll ever own a VR system or not I've always wanted something like that. And someone said, like, there's sort of a game like that with, I think it's called e, uh, Earth Defense Force or something like that. Yeah, EDF. But that's more EDF, yeah. Silly, yeah. silly as hell. That's why, I, that's why I, I looked at that and I was like, yeah, but I kind of want it to be serious, more serious, almost like a Cloverfield sort of game, oh, you know? Oh, man, I would love, speaking of Cloverfield, like a Cloverfield lane, like more games that are like escape rooms where, yeah. like, you are... Cloverfield lane. Okay. Mm, that is a movie that even depending on doesn't matter whether you like the end or not, the ninety nine percent of the movie up until the end is maybe one of the most phenomenal movies I've ever seen. Like what a yeah. fantastic movie! That oh, film was so good. <laughs> John Goodman is he's such a good actor, man. He is. I want to see good. him in more stuff. Ugh. That was such a good film. I didn't under I didn't I didn't see it, but I read the the plot synopsis because I I wasn't sure if I was going to see something. The plot synopsis I, cannot do the movie justice. It is ninety nine percent about tension and like that's what, what I heard. Is, yeah, it's like what's outside versus what's inside, what's real, what's not. I think Cloverfield Lane is fantastic. Now, original Cloverfield, I didn't give a shit about, but Cloverfield Lane is like really. I love the I love the first Cloverfield. It gave me a headache. <laughs> I was like, okay, oh. well, yeah, I guess if you're, if you're, Same if you get that dad. sort of thing, you couldn't watch it. He was like, I hear this movie's really good, but I can't watch it. Yeah, no, I, I made, made like 20 minutes in. I was like, I have a headache and I don't know that I care if any of these kids live. So I'm going to pass on this one. Yeah. <laughs> the only, only complaint, cause I don't, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm lucky I don't get motion sickness or anything like that. The only complaint I would have for that is that they spent way too long in the early, in the first part of the movie where there's just no monster at all. Like way too long. Like I understand developing backstory, but I like thirty minutes of just of just you know early twenties getting ready to go off to their careers or whatever. It's like yeah, you're not really sucking me in here. But then after all the action starts popping off, I mean, I I really like Cloverfield, but I'm also a sucker for for monster movies in general. So well, I think I think the the premise of creating a horror game because I the Resident Evil DLC where you played as Clancy Javis, best fake name ever. <laughs> When you play as him in that escape room scenario, mm -hmm. God, that's fucking fantastic. Like, because the idea, if you move anything or change anything, when the woman comes back in the room, she immediately notices. And so it's mm -hmm. like, you have to be sneaky. You have to put stuff back and you have to, I like, I like the idea of a Cloverfield Lane scenario where it's like, you're stuck in a bunker and you don't know why you're trying to get outside, but you know that inside is not safe either. And one person's saying, like, you can't go outside. And the other person's like, hey, everything's cool. Like, everything's fine. And, like, you have the two good cop, bad cop, but both of them want you to stay. And there's something weird going on. But if you mess around too much, they'll notice. Like, I think that's a fantastic idea for a horror game. And well, didn't, didn't RE7 sort of do that with the... Uh, that's with, what I'm saying. But like, like, she, like she keeps you in a room... Plan. Like you can't you can't disturb too many things, otherwise she'll know that you're trying to yes, get out. Yeah, was yeah, that was that resonance? Okay, that's yeah. Escape room thing, yeah. That part yeah. was pretty neat, yeah. And I think I think more of that, like in a full fledged game, like a game that sets up story and plot and mystery, I love that stuff. So the more of that, the better. I think that'd be super fun, and uh, it allows for like max tension. Which I think the more I play scary games, the more I realize the terror, most of the terror is either from jump scares that you're not expecting or yeah. the entire terrifying 
feeling of like, I just want to live. I just want to live. So like, <clears> I didn't save for like 25 minutes. I had me at the same point. I just want to live. And then something kills you. You're like, fuck. <laughs> and I think that's it too. It's that terrifying. Like, I just got to get through this. So. Where would you say that, that slender, the arrival ranks on that? Because I, I thought that that was, I thought that was generally a pretty intense game to watch you guys play. And slender... it seemed like you guys were, you guys were like really freaked out. Especially when like things started going to like the mines and stuff like that Slender was. Slender when... is a game that at the beginning, there's a ju- like the very first time you get to you, it's a jump scare, right? Because right, you don't know right. what to expect unless you've seen videos. But from that point on, Slender was never about the jump scare and the terror. Slender was about the fact that you know the more letters and notes you find, the more likely he's going to show up. So the further you progress in the game, it's less about the terror of like, oh, I don't want a jump scare. It's about knowing that in the background you're gonna hear like. You know he's getting close, and so right. the fear is like you know what's coming, but and mm-hmm. that's that's like uh, if you ever go watch those documentaries about like Jaws, for instance, or horror movies. Yeah, it's fascinating to literally hear them tell you like, look, if you if you go watch Jaws and take out the music, it's not nearly as scary. But when you hear in the background like, you know Jaws is in the water somewhere, and Jaws is coming <laughs> for you. But, yeah. like, you don't know where, but you know it's going to happen. And you're worried for the people on screen because he's in the area. And I think that's that's the same that's thing that happened I, with Slender. People people always say, you know, it's the, the scariest horror is the one that you don't immediately show to people. You sort of have to make them imagine it and, and create it in their own mind or whatever. Yeah. The original Alien uh, flick also did the same thing. It's like... I think it might even be close to an hour of just nothing. You don't see any alien at all. You like you get to see bits and previews, and then the first jump scare is is right when the face hugger pops out because the idiot's looking right in the freaking egg, you know. And then from there on out, like you still only see bits and pieces of the xenomorph until towards the very end. And I think that those are, I, I see a lot of games trying to do that, but like sometimes they miss the mark if it's just not if it's not done correctly. Like if the payoff isn't there again. It- yeah, that's why the school bits of Outlast Two were so yeah, good. That's, because the right, monster, yeah. when even when the monster is on screen, he's he's usually obfuscated in some way, or he's like twitchy, and mm-hmm. you can't get a good look at him. You can never get a good look at him unless you're doing video editing and you're like looking specific. Right. <laughs> but here's but, uh, the thing: here's like video editing. God bless it, kills every horror game I've ever yeah. played. <laughs> we played um, like besides Outlast Two, which is yeah. Once you see stuff, you're like, oh, I know exactly what's going on. Well before yeah. we like reach the end of recording, but um, <laughs> like you you figure you're like oh shit editing tells me what's going on. But uh, mm. we played a game called Stories Untold, mm. which is like originally uh it was a free to play game called uh a house something I can't remember the name of it, uh but it was literally a game where you play a computer game in the game and the world around you gets really crazy and scary. And so Stories Untold is. A collection of them done in like a very Stranger Things vibe. Even the logo looks like Stranger Things. And it's four stories. All of them are connected in some weird way and you don't know how. It wasn't until I started editing shit that things that... A House Abandoned, yeah, is the name of the game. When you um see the flashes, because there's flashes that happen in the game. And, you're and like, you can the- scrub frame by frame. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck is that? That's like a weird ass like alien monster? And it isn't until you are going through and editing stuff that you're like... Oh, how do we not notice this? Like, <laughs> this is what this is. Yeah, it's editing ruins scares. It, it. I'll never forget. I'll never forget. And I take full credit for this. And I'm to the day <laughs> I die, I'm gonna take credit for this. 
whenever the Final Fantasy VI uh, CD came out for PlayStation, um, for those who don't remember, this is long ago, on in 1996 or whenever it was, <laughs> so long ago, <laughs> when, and for many of you, you weren't even born, bless your souls, um, <laughs> when uh, Final Fantasy VI first came out, there was a plot in that game that involved uh, Shadow, the ninja. And people were just like, huh, I wonder what that could mean. And there's like story things, there's things going on in the game that certain things are connected and stuff, right? Um, it's, it's like a mystery. It's a mystery that the Japanese devs at Squeenix did not answer at that time. Eventually, when the DVD came, or, or CD came out, they had like cutscenes they put in the this don't play the CD it's terrible it literally is a terrible version of that game but they put cutscenes in it and when the cutscenes played there's one uh cutscene that features Shadow and it's him running through this ghost train and as he does there are flashes and years ago in like 1999 y'all like maybe 2000 I used to do AMVs. Like, that was the first way I learned how to edit was making anime music videos way back in the fucking day. Nice. I did a lot of them. And I did a Final Fantasy VI one because they had these new things and so you could rip it from the, the CDs. And in that train scene, in the flashes, it isn't just a white flash. They literally, as I'm editing the video, they literally have confirmation of that fan theory that it existed for so long. And I was like... <gasps> what and so i started posting on the internet like guys it's confirmed like we were all like that kind of shit and suddenly so, now it's just accepted canon that that's like the story and i take mm -hmm. full fucking credit that i edited that shit and was like oh, i discovered a secret and i will never not accept credit for that the internet is better off for what i did that day like that is editing you start ruin shit don't ever edit kids don't find someone else to edit it will destroy your fantasies and it'll just yeah that's all I'll say. Just start your own theory channel, Jesse. Final you Fantasy do that. Theory. Yeah, there you go. No, no. What if I a don't Final do Fantasy that? Theory? What if I don't ever start a theory channel? <laughs> There's not enough of them. I, I think you could profit out of that. I, y'all, I just, I'm going to tell you what <laughs> I think about theory channels and what I think about, uh, like, years ago when Lost was on, I remember listening to a podcast. And the podcast was all Lost Theories. And if you... With every episode... With every episode that happened, it was always the previous podcast was negated. Like, every episode that occurred was like, oh, well, all your theories were stupid and wrong. And But you kept going back because, like, I wonder what they think about this next thing. Every time I look at theory videos and theory crafting, unless it's insane shit that, like, you know, can never be proven... So, like, 90% of MatPat's videos, it's like, you can't prove any of this, and it's just him spitballing, but, like, people on the internet are like, well, it must be true, because it can't be unproven. Most theory videos, especially Star Wars as of late, are just yeah. like, no, that's absolutely not true. Everything you just said is, you have 90 videos about how Luke Skywalker is Ray's dad, and none of that, like, that's not a thing. You can't make that a yeah. thing. And yeah, it, but if oh. they do a side by side comparison and merge the two images in front of you, you can see the similarities between Ray and Luke on her nose. It, yeah, 
My favorite was Darth Jar Jar, and then uh, who? And then Darth Snoke is Jar Jar Snoke, is, Snoke is apparently Samuel Jackson somehow. Mm-hmm. Like, so those, I heard those Snoke are is fun ones. Samuel L. Jackson. I heard that he's Plagueis. Uh, he... I, I still haven't seen Star Wars, by the way. So I don't know if you guys have. Or not. <laughs> let, I let, me, let, me, let me tell you something crazy. It doesn't matter what we would have said before no. this movie. Yeah. Nothing we could have thought would have ended up in this. Like this movie no. is so far removed from everything I thought was going to be in it. There's no way any of the things that people thought could spoil the movie for you. It's impossible. It's impossible. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I, I like Star Wars. I, I'm I'm really trying hard to block out all the negativity and like the bad reviews. I thought it was that great. There's no it. bad review for me. How I long is so good. it? How long is it? Two and a half hours, maybe. Two and okay. Uh, I thought only it was half great. of the length of your uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was great. I thought they took a lot of crazy. They things. need they needed to. I don't want to get into it, but they needed yeah, to. Agreed, take... agreed. Sorry to bring up Star Wars. All right, yo. Speaking of Star Wars, the DLC for fucking uh, Battlefront Two is like not terrible. It's the story they give you is like connected to the movies, and you're like. <gasps> It all makes sense now. It's, <laughs> it's did, they, did they add a pink Darth Vader yet in the game? Um, has that, has that um, been added? There's a mod. Somebody modded no. it. Pink Darth did someone Vader really add a mod? Yeah, Please. someone added a pink Darth Vader mod. Vader. That's hilarious. I, yeah. I don't know. Every time I watch So Hinky play Battlefront, I'm like, this looks like a game I can get into. Dude, then, so Hinky will defend that game to the death. He he, him and Schrader, both. They Both of them will... will talk about it on and on on twitter i'm like the game looks uh, the game looks pretty cool i just i don't i'm sort of scared about how much of the uh, of an advantage people get if they if they do the the whole loot box thing well, the loot boxing is taken microtransactions are taken out for now oh they, they're they, actually gone you can't, you can't spend money on on them right now but they are supposedly to return this month mm. yeah i don't i just don't it's not something i'd ever play multiplayer of i think the multiplayer is like Man, the other day I we were we were waiting for the DLC to download, and so while we're sitting there, uh, I was watching Davis play because he's like, "Oh, I guess I'll try it out." He got online, immediately got Kylo Ren, and was not dead the rest of the game. <laughs> Just like wow, flung people around, murdered them, and he I don't think he knew what the hell he was doing. Yeah, but like the balance, I still think is wacky as shit. I don't know. It looked like it. It looked like it could be fun if you're a Star Wars fan. I just I'm sort of worried about it. But anything, basically anything coming out like after Monster Hunter World just doesn't exist for me. Because yo, I'm so excited for that. That's gonna be so good. It's my the that's where all of my channels end. Is it's on my everything calendar. leads to Monster I have Hunter it World down on. It says Mon Hun release <laughs> Friday the 26th. I'm ready. Yep. We got to play together, Jesse. Have, I am. What's your What's your Monster Hunter experience? I I, I don't know how much you played. Um, the last one I played was the one right before the DS one, where I was I was not playing the the DS four one. four. You're talking about four yeah, ultimate, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one that most people played. I, Generations I, was my first Monster Hunter game for the DS, and I've like I've been a huge fan ever since I started playing. I that. have played a lot of uh Monster Hunter, the new like coming out Monster Hunter, uh like betas and like event things. Mm-hmm. I already look. I'm gonna tell you now what's gonna happen. I'm going to play as Aloy, I'm going to have daggers, I'm going to have a little Mega Man cat with me, and y'all don't even know! I People are going to be dressed up in cool outfits and shit, and I'm just going to be Aloy, Mega Man, cat, daggers. Daggers are so much fun. 
You just get up on them and you go like. Are <laughs> oh, you so talking good. about the dual blades? Yeah, dual yeah. blades felt really good. I thought I thought the hammer felt really good as well from a from a mechanical standpoint. And I I don't I'm not a hammer user. I usually uh, use charge blade, but I just I can't. Monster Hunter World is the first game that I can remember where I've actually bought into the hype because normally, like it, especially for for people in new media, like it's hard to. For some people that I know, anyway, it's like you don't buy into the whole hype fest. It's like, well, the game's not gonna gonna come out for like a year or two, so there's no reason getting excited for it. Monster Hunter World, I've been excited for since they announced it. I'm like, man, I, I just I'm counting the days, man. I'm terrified of that week. Literally, uh, Tuesday, Lost Sphere comes out, so that's like a stream I want to do because mm -hmm. I loved uh, I'm Setsuna. I thought that game was great. Um, and then on the 24th, a day later, Inpatient comes out. So that's the prequel to uh, Until Dawn. And then two days later, Monster Hunter comes out. Literally, that's like Hell Week. It's that's, a great week. I'm, I'm, I don't know what to do. I'm going, my brain will die. I will I be dead. I'll be playing until it hits PC, so like a year from now. No, it's going to be dropping in fall of 2018. They, uh, they announced it at, for the Elder Dragon trailer. Monster Hunter, just play it on PlayStation 4. Live your dream. You have, don't you have a PS4, Mathis? Yeah, but just get it. What's your problem? I'm not. You know, I, don't, I don't play like it. I have a PS4, but I just don't play it enough. Dude, I I don't I don't play it either. But I got I got my PS4 specifically for Neo when it came out, and then I was, I was like, I didn't play it again until now. Now I'm like, I, I'm going through Bloodborne right now, and then I'm like, yeah, but everything ends with Monster Hunter. Like I've. I've it, that's that's it. That's it. I, and I know I'm going to Everything buy it for PC. Ends with Monster Hunter. That's it. Monster Hunter World. That's that's all. All Everything roads lead to Monster Hunter World. With Monster Hunter, yeah, it's going to be great. I know Sam's <clears throat> jazzed for it. I mean, everyone is. I mean, it's, it's mm. going to be a big game. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's I can't wait. That's what we've been waiting for. Yeah, it's going to be cool. I'm excited to see what, uh, like, longevity wise goes on with it because I'm I'm curious what people end up like thinking about it a week two weeks three weeks after the launch did you did any of you end up playing monster hunter stories by the way for the ds i, I think i asked you about it a while ago duger i don't know if you actually picked it up or not no i don't i really hate playing monster hunter games on handheld so yeah i, I think the ds was pretty well the well monster hunter stories was it was the pokemon monster hunter and it was the it that was my game of the year for for 2017. It was really? it was really good. Yeah, if you like if you like Pokemon games and you and you enjoy the aesthetics of Monster Hunter, like Monster Hunter Stories, it, they it, it looks like it's packaged as like a kids game, like a super like kindergarten's baby's first JRPG thing. But it's actually like incredible. Hmm. I spent so much time in Monster Hunter Stories, man. And it, it seems like not a whole lot of people played it, and that's just a shame because it's <laughs> yeah. so damn good. I mean, there's a whole breeding mechanic. They've got it's the best Pokemon game I've ever played. It's not even it's not even Pokemon. I mean, if you're a fan of Monster Hunter and you need something to play while you're waiting for Monster Hunter World, just trust trust Invicta. Get Monster Hunter Stories because it is just damn good. Interesting. What if you really really good really dislike Pokemon games? Damn. Uh, then you won't damn. like it. Then. Okay, great. <laughs> if you don't like Pokemon, you won't like Monster Hunter Stories. Okay, cool, 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 cool. But it's not. It's but it's not. A, it's not like an, a third-person action RPG though. It's it, it's all turn-based and stuff. It's just it, it's like I said, game of the year. It, it beat out Battle Brothers. It was it was good. Hmm. Fired up about it. Is there any no other game that you guys have played? That's a great game. We too. wrap up this segment and move on to like 
other things. Is there anything that you guys have played that you can remember this week? Slay the Spire. I've been playing a lot of that. What is that? It's the. Yeah. It's basically that you. It's a. It's sort of like a offline TCG where you're. You're. It's. It's. All, it's all PVE. So you've got two cl character classes right now. It's an early access, and the object is. It's just a deck builder that you go up and you. You go up against mobs. Think sort of hand of fate. But minus the action, more way, way, way more more card and deck building focused. Okay. There's like relics that you can get that will unlock different passives. Um, if you die, it's a, it's a roguelike. So like if you die, you still gain experience that can unlock more progression in there. It's a lot of fun. It's uh, the gameplay is a lot deeper than than at face value. Uh, once you realize that, you know, there's there's ways you can trim your deck. There's like you know there, there's other rare relics that you can unlock. There's there's some RNG, but a lot of it is is controllable. It's not like Hearthstone, and you're just you're going through like a Hearthstone dungeon. Um, and it's it, I wasn't expecting much of it out of it because you when you look at it, it just looks like it, it's it's all a flat palette of colors, and it's kind of like yeah, this looks like the animation is kind of janky. But if you sort of get past that, the gameplay is really really good, and the and the card the card mechanics are are very interesting. I, I recommend it. It's still in very early access, but I. I it's worth playing. I mean, and now Northern Lions been playing it a lot. We said we've had a couple other people in the NLSS group, you know, stream it and stuff. And it was, it, it's it's a lot of fun. If you guys haven't tried it, it's worth your worth your time. Hmm. Yeah, I've I've heard good things about that game, but I haven't tried it yet. If you like if you like deck builders and uh, and light Hearthstone mechanics, you'll like uh, Slay the Spire. It's very good. All right, well, I guess let's uh, take a break, and we'll be back in a little bit to talk news and releases and all that good stuff. Uh, stick around, y'all, and we will uh, continue here in a uh, moment. And now I'm going to go to a thing. There we go. And now everything's okay. And ad break. Oh, my goodness. Hello, everyone. We are back. Welcome back to the show. Dukes, what are you doing? What what are you doing I right now? You surprised me twice now. <laughs> I know that's that's my goal. I'm trying to surprise you. Surprise! You, uh, then I'm gonna, then you text I'm gonna be reading manga. You text flirting. I'm reading Tower of God, which is a manhwa from Korea. It's very what, good. What's you can a find manhwa? It on webtoons. Manhwa manga is the word if it's from Japan, and manhwa is the word if it's from Korea. What about? Uh... If it's from Taiwan, Spain, Spain? Taiwa, Maiwa, Taiwa, Taiwa. <laughs> I'm trying to be serious here. I don't know the answer. And I just pretend like I'm interested in Manwa. Manwa sounds like the name of some sort yes. of like magic really fruit. Awesome wrestler. Like a magic fruit that you that when you eat it, it gives you awesome powers. Like mm. Manwa from God. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I see where this is going. Yeah. I mm. I, I like to level up my characters so they have max manwa. <laughs> <laughs> Might be the nerdiest thing said today. <laughs> I gotta get my characters up so the manwa's very high. What? Gotta gotta power level my manwa levels. Yeah, my manwa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My I my like HP it. and my manwa need to be max. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get the difference. You should be a game designer, Jesse. You should just do this. Why are you not designing games? Uh, I can't really say anything right now, but in like a month, I get to announce a game that I've been working on like for a while. Ooh. 
Dodger foreshadowing. Knows. Dodger knows what it is. <laughs> School and of by, Beans, dudes. And by I've, I've been working on it, I mean, there's a whole bunch of really great people that have been doing it. And <laughs> there's I a bunch just... of other people that have been making yeah. it. <laughs> and I just get and a just... producer credit, so good for me. <laughs> so that's going to happen. I like it. Here's I can't the thing. Wait. Everyone knows what it is. And that's the thing. Everyone knows what the game is. They've seen it before. But I can't spill the beans yet. Was it like you dressed in as a May cosplay, walking around yeah, BlizzCon or something? I wish exactly that was the case. Okay. Unity May. Asset Flip the game. That's the name of it. <laughs> my new game, Unity Asset Flip. Coming yeah, out yeah, yeah, yeah. this summer. I think that's already out, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just throw a rock at any number of titles on the Steam or like early release uh early access list and you got it absolutely oh my goodness okay let's talk news um god there's a lot of nonsense that happened this week that isn't really like interesting but it's kind of like okay i guess that's where we're at um first off you got so first off like let's talk about let's get incrementally more insane so as you know ces is happening and um Of course, besides robot dogs and, like, new VR systems and whatever. Robot dogs. uh, I believe they've just started announcing, like, crazy 4K monitors and, like, things that you can, like, bigger, better. There's now an 8K TV. Someone tell me why there needs to be an 8K TV. There doesn't. Black Mirror. Yeah, I did see the list about that, yeah. It is... There's so much stuff going on where, where we're just like, so for people who don't know, CES is the Consumer Electronics Show. It happens every year in Vegas in January, and every year people ask me if I'm going to go, and every year I tell them no, I went once, and once was enough. Um, <laughs> let me see if I can describe it to you. The time, it, might, it might have changed since four years ago, but when I was there, there was a lot of really cool, interesting exhibits and things that you know you could go look at. There was one place I went to that was set up to resemble a GameStop. And when I went in there, I was looking around. I was like, oh my God, they have a hard drive that I've always wanted. And I looked at the guy. I was like, can I buy this here? And he's like, no, sir. It's all for show. And I was like, what? Yeah. All right. Why? Fuck me. <laughs> fuck me for wanting to like instantly buy this thing. And he's like, sorry, sir. It's all for show. And I was like, all right. Um, <laughs> but the vast majority of what I saw at the time was maybe one or two convention halls filled with interesting exhibits, and then one giant convention hall filled with phone accessories. Everything from cases to little, like, doodle dangles to, like, everything was phone-related. There might have been several thousand people just showing off phone cases. And I was just like, what? That's what the (laughs) consumers want, Jesse. It is the Consumer Electronics Show. uh, That's true. Got, but it takes place in Vegas, and everyone during the day is like, come look at our thing. It's pretty interesting that night. Is like, I guess we'll get drunk and buy prostitutes. I guess that's what I assume <laughs> that's what happens. I assume that's what happens because everyone there that I talked to seemed like the kind of guy. There were a lot of, like, douchey businessmen is kind of what I'm getting at. A gotcha. lot. A lot of them. I know there are a lot of people who go there because they're, like, the tech world. But the vast majority of people are on the, like, business side of stuff. And they were just like, hey, we're down for the week. Let's get crazy tonight, fellas. Uh-huh. Uh, I hated it. I hated it. So, it reminded so me. So what E3 was, like, three or four years ago. Um, E3, at least, 
is gaming related, this isn't even that. True. 90% of this is like, uh, I mean, it's cool stuff, but it's not like, I don't think it's super entertaining. Like, there's fascinating things like um, uh, Honda is showing off their bike, their motorcycle that self-balances. So literally, it will not ever fall over is sort of the, the gimmick there, which might be the first time that I'll ever get on a motorcycle where I don't feel like I'll instantly fall over. We just Great. tip over. Yeah. There's So I'm looking at, like, there's a list of, uh, this was by USA Today, just because I just Googled to see what, like, the hot new gadgets were. And they've got a list of six new, I guess, things that you could use this year or whatever. One of them is, like, a gadget that tells you if, like, meat is bad or if you have a fake pill. It also scans counterfeit pills. I, if if you guys are lobby, I can read the the slight little blurb here. It says, uh, "If you ever if you ever had food poisoning, uh, which is one in every six of us, according to the CDC, you want to you want this gadget. The Link Square is a magic marker sized scanner that can tell if meat is rotten. Think Salmonella, E. coli, norovirus. Whether alcohol is fake, prescription pills are what they're supposed to be. Uh, it can even it can even tell like if money is supposed to be counterfeit." It pairs with an app on your phone, and there's a lot more features to come. That's like, like stuff like that. That's, that's fascinating. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. And you could buy it. You could buy it right now. Apparently, I like how is, I, I like how the two, like that to me is super fascinating. I don't know that I'd ever use it or want to know. Like right. I don't know that, that I want to go that's in. What I was, yeah. Like, I, that's what I was thinking obliviously, but I also think it's fascinating that between that, the other big thing people are talking about, like, is it is like Nvidia has a 4K TV that's cheap. Like, people are really obsessed over that. How much is that even going to cost? Like, I don't like a gaming a TV for gaming. Like, that's crazy to me. I don't know if anyone's ever tried like to play games on a large TV. It's not actually all that great. Well, I because think maybe, you, you have to stand like so far back from it, like it's not enjoyable. I, it has I don't know. To do with the type of game for sure. Right. I, I yeah. Hate yeah. Like, first person games on a really big screen because I'm like, I don't feel like I can see everything very well. Like, I try playing the corners of the screen. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I try playing StarCraft. I've got a 46 inch flat screen over here, and like I've tried playing StarCraft on it. I'm like, it's it's just not possible. Well, I have to sit so far back. Like, I would rather have a 21-inch monitor, you know, they, rather than, like, a 50-inch TV. You know? Are you saying yeah. that, like, because I haven't really read the story, but I've just seen all the articles saying, like, NVIDIA's got a new TV, and it's 4K, and it's, it's, it, are they, is it so you can hook your computer up to it, or are they going to try and sell it as, like, a console thing? I don't know why they would go for consoles. Because console doesn't make any sense, right? So the right. whole premise is you have to hook up your computer because it has G-Sync, so it's going to work with your NVIDIA graphics yeah. card. Yeah. But, yeah, like... Who gives a you're, shit? You're absolutely right. Every time I've ever seen anyone go huge on a monitor, it never ends up looking good. Like, <laughs> 27, I feel like, is almost bordering on... T like, if you get to, like, over 30, you're it's too much. It's, it's a TV at that face. point. I mean, it's... Yeah. You can't. It, I don't know. for For me personally, I just I don't understand the the logistics of why you would ever want to play on a big screen. I guess in sort of like in an ironic way, yeah, console gaming maybe for like a football game or like any like a racing game or something like that. Like that could work. Well, here's but the like, thing. I mean, none of us have seen like maybe Nvidia is trying to make that TV that's like this. This is the TV. This is the time that we made a TV that like goes against everything you know. And that could be possible right. here. This could be the, the one where we're like, holy shit, the game has changed. 27's too small now. I gotta have a giant wall-mounted PC. <laughs> like, maybe this is the moment. Who knows? I have no clue. 
but I don't possible. know anyone who uses 4K, like who uses the 4K resolution to play games. At I, least not for like YouTube and stuff. I would 100. Right now, my monitors that I have are uh, what's above 1080. Whatever the one is, right above 1080. Are uh, you 1440? 1440. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have, I, a, I have a 2560 by 1440. That's what it is. 2560 yeah. is what I have. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's what I have too. If I didn't have to worry about uh, the fact that rendering out in Adobe or whatever is so taxing yeah. that I could just pound out videos at that uh, uh, size, I'd be fine. But right now, 1080 is like easy to do and it's faster. But I can record in that size. Most games come in that size. Like everything, the resolution works. It's it seems really well when I like when I play stuff. I just you know I find myself just downsizing everything. And uploading mm. it that way because it's just easier to render. But the moment yeah. it is no longer an issue, I'm bumping it up because I think it looks better. I like the way it looks when it's that big. Um, sometimes text, especially in like Civilization or games where there's small text on the screen, shrinks down to the point where it becomes a pain in the ass for a video viewer to see it. Yeah. But other than that, I would totally bump stuff up because, fuck, it just looks cooler. Like, it looks mm. better. So... It it's, it just sort of feels like the technology of the display technology is moving further and further away with like not a lot of like because I, I still can't even name you three games that, that you can that are compatible with 4K right now. What you know? is the what is like cable resolution? Not that not that I uh, like the other day my mom was talking about how she wanted to get a new TV and she's like they have a 4K TV at Best Buy that I could go get. And I was like, Mom, why do you need 4K? <laughs> like you don't have Blu-rays, yeah. like right. all you have yeah. is cable. So what? Like what about a 4K TV? Do you? She's like, well, in the future, I'm like, oh my god, what? Like, it'll be cheaper in the future. Yeah, there'll be yeah. Cheaper, better. better ones in the future. Yeah, I just don't. If you're 4K if you're asking TVs now, are at a price where 1080p TVs were like five years ago. But yeah, like yeah, they're starting to come down. Wait, my dad just he just got a 4K TV. He was like, this looks this looks terrible. I was like, well, you have to. It's it's not all about like just because you buy a 4K TV doesn't mean that everything's in 4K. It's yeah, still, man, it comes down. down to the source to the source signal, you know. Like so, yeah. I, in, in order for me to show him what the what the the like what he saw in 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 the store, I like it's a smart TV, so I had to go to YouTube and look up 4K videos. I was like, this is what this is the type of signal that you want. Everything that's broadcast, at least in our neck of the woods, is usually 1080p, 1080 yeah. around there. Sometimes the standard definition goes to like 720 or like 480, but that looks terrible. Yeah, but like generally speaking, it's usually around it's either 720 or 1080. My apartment mm -hmm. complex has cable just like in it, um, mm -hmm. and every time I turn it on to see what's on TV, my TV is God, it's 2012 maybe, but it's just a normal 1080p TV, but it has a like 120 megahertz or whatever and so everything looks a little more like it's uh like a soap opera <laughs> like it yeah, has that sort of like soap opera vibe yeah especially yeah, yeah, when yeah. you watch like the hobbit you're like this was filmed on a set and these guys are like <laughs> actors and not characters. Right. it's bizarre looking but when it comes to cable you really notice a shitty signal like yep. yes it is all every time there's any sort of fast motion in a movie it looks like garbage but the minute i turn on netflix or any like streaming service perfectly fine Everything's great, mm -hmm. but yeah, I just it sucks because you're like, God, this is. How do you, as a consumer, justify getting a 4K TV when you're just using like satellite or cable? Or an 8K TV. 8K yeah, or an 8K TV. Yeah, Why? exactly. It's like yeah, no, there's like the everything. All the media hasn't caught up to the fact. Like, like we have like, like 
you'd have to custom build a PC to run everything at 4K and a decent right. frame rate, for Christ's sake. Yeah. And it'd have to be expensive. It'd have to be a pretty expensive build. And, and I mean, what do you get a? You, it's untenable for like if you try to if you just decide, yeah, I'm just going to do YouTube videos and I'm just going to record a 4K because it takes the file sizes as Jesse was talking about are ridiculous, especially if you're doing any post production on them. Well, God, recording in 4K unless your computer can handle recording and running the game at 4K is going to stop your computer. Basically, no one in the world but TB. Basically, <laughs> but even then, he's the only make, person. Like, it doesn't make do sense it. to do it though. Like to, to yeah, create a video it, yeah, because people 4K. you can't. You can't. You don't have. Most people don't have 4K monitors anyway. Here's like or TVs, so it's like when it's we kind do of a waste. Cox and Crendor animations. Uh, the way we get the videos from Dan is it literally is like you can. It's 4K. Like if you go look at Cox and Crendor, if you go on YouTube, it you can scroll all the way up to 4K. So everything's <laughs> built in Damn. to make it available. The problem is, is that the process like Cox and Crendor videos are two minutes long. So rendering out and creating like that's fine. But if you made a 15, 20, 30 minute video, your computer would start exploding and sparking. <laughs> it just it's impossible to do that with, you know, the technology that we have at the moment, unless you were literally going top of the line. And even then, it's insane. I don't know why anyone would do that. I don't I don't care about the Christmas in my games that much. I like all I care about is is it first off, is it fun? And secondly, does it look halfway decent it does is it anything muddied or anything like that i mean i'm not talking about videos i'm saying in general like i think that bloodborne what bloodborne's like what two or three years old now i think that game still looks fine yeah you know there it's uh, it, that sort of that sort of clarity is good enough and i think that i'm playing that on at 1080 so you know on whatever the ps4 pro is and like that's i don't need anything clearer than that well i think i think the idea of a tv that is a gamer centric tv is they've done it in the past but it's been just like for consoles i i think the idea of trying something that is you're gonna hook your pc up to this thing um it, it could be interesting i'm i'm i mean i would love to know what it's like nvidia if you ever want to just send one to the office we got a bunch of gamers here who'd love to test it out but like <laughs> yeah i know i I'm, I'm fascinated by it i'd love to know how it ends up but I don't know that it's needed. Yeah. Mm. TB would be just going off right now, talking about his frame rates. They they, they need. I can't do a TB impersonation, but they don't. need to be at least a certain refresh rate. Uh, they need to be a certain. Uh, yeah, that sounds like TB. Yeah, there they go. Chat's got it. There we it go. It supports G Sync. That's true. Hands power. It's my old buddy hand. Um. Yeah, Maybe it's Hans. No, it's definitely Han. Lando knew what was up. <laughs> uh, I just don't... Yeah, I don't know. I'm interested. I, I, I'm curious about that. What were the other things? I'm, you had a list of things that were at CSL. Yeah. Yeah, so there's uh there's also like there's a better display for a Google Assistant. There's something that there's something called eMerge or the Merge 6DOF what? blaster, which is apparently like a... It's like a combination of, uh, of, a, of an app e that you use on your smart... Uh, on your smartphone and, and like a Nerf gun, so it's like it's supposed to be it's supposed to be VR, but without any VR goggles or glasses, basically. Mm -hmm. And they've they put out this prototype render image of someone just taking three minutes in Photoshop of showing like a purple sparkly gun that I guess you're supposed to be. It's like sort of like an augmented reality where you go around shooting things and maybe it's PVP. I don't know. There's not a whole lot of information on in that. They also have like a, like a translator thing, which I thought that translator apps already existed. 
Mm-hmm. Like if you if you speak in something in, in a different language, it translates to whatever language you you need it to be. So like if someone's speaking to you in Spanish, like you can just hold up the phone right to their to their mouth, you know, and, and it comes out in English. But apparently there's one that's like even faster now called mm-hmm. uh, Travis the Translator, apparently. So crazy. I'm looking at a thing right now. God, I love CES. Like it's terrible, yeah, but it's the neat. stuff that's there is fascinating. Um so they right now the main categories they have is like the the best things that are there. Apparently there is something called the Fisker E Motion, which is an electronic sedan coming in 2020 that um has a fiberglass chassis. It can drive 400 miles on a battery, top speed 160 miles per hour. Like they're basically trying to be a Tesla killer. Why would you need to go that fast? Yeah, right. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? There, but it, but like it has butterfly doors, which are just insane stuff. Then the next big thing is there's the self-driving lift cars, where you type in where you want to go in the in an app right. in the car, and it just drives my, you. My dream, right there. Somebody who just never talks to me on my ride. I mean, like yeah, Uber I, was saying trying to build cars like that too. Yeah, here's your robot dog as well. So the Sony Ibo, Jesse. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, people are in Vegas right now. The car is on the street in Vegas, and people are getting into these cars, testing it out. So, like, street ready. It looks like Vegas. That's like there's a lot of people in Vegas. A lot of crazy traffic too. Um, Mm -hmm. There, of course, is the Samsung Wall, which is a giant wall-sized TV, which is just like that Black Mirror episode. (laughs) A wall-sized TV. Um, It is basically it has micro LEDs to make the picture quality bigger and brighter so you can uh, turn your house into imax basically well there's also a 65 inch rollable ol uh OLED TV. yeah i saw that and i didn't see the that technology one. they had last year where you could bend and move and like warp the screen so mm. this year they're like you can just roll it up and take it with you that yeah, you can roll it up like wrapping paper i want that tech Get, let's have that happen already that looks right so yeah cool. that sounds super neat here speaking of of TV sizes. Samsung has a TV called the Wall. It's a hundred and forty-six inch. Yeah, that's TV. what I was just saying. The Wall, ridiculous. Yeah. Like that is like I'm looking at it now. Like it's why would you ever need a TV that big? The next thing from Razer apparently is called Project Linda, and okay. yeah, basically what it is is it's a laptop where you can put your Razer phone into your laptop. Okay, it has a slot, so now your phone is part of your laptop. And is, what? How does that help me? In, instead of having yeah, a touch, yeah, that's what I'm with. Like, well, instead of having like a trackball or something or a, a touchpad, you would use your phone. Your phone, to because be that's what everyone wants to. Of, yeah, that, that's oh, because I see. Yeah, everyone's wanted to do how that with their phone. Trackpad. If there's a mouse available, there right? is. All right, you know what? Finally, finally, something I need exists. It is useless, but God bless it. It's about time. The Foldy Mate Laundry Folding Robot. <laughs> Puts your cl- put your clothes into this machine, and it will fold them for you and dispense them into a neat pile. I suck at folding clothes. This could Me be too. the single greatest invention. I don't, oh, when I, I travel, do I don't even fold my clothes. I roll them into a tube. I do tubing. <laughs> I I roll. Su- that's no. what they tell you to do anyway. To say that's, yeah, that's what you're supposed oh, to well, do. Then, I, then I'm good. Like, I, it, I fold clothes, I and I'm like, all right, well, that looks fine. And then I see the way, like, professional clothes folders fold clothes <laughs> and it's like tight and like 
I need it. I, you don't I, need your clothes to look nice when I they're do. folded. You I just do. need to be able to what get if, them. And Dodger, put them what on if I died? Body. What if I died and then people came over and they were like, we got to get rid of those clothes? And they opened my drawers and it was gross in there. I would be a dead man unable to defend myself. And that's um, what I'm going to say to you. I would just rebuttal. die. Jesse, nothing in your house would ever be gross because you're a germaphobe. So but here's the thing. The here's the thing. thing that, it's the only thing that people if there's would somebody talk. in there who has a fucking laundry folding people machine is going to be like, my laundry's better. And fuck that person because you're dead and you don't get <laughs> I'm going to be that person. I want when I die, when I die, I want you to be like, God damn, his laundry was perfect, folded perfectly. Because I'm going to let you know if you die and I have to go through your shit, I'll be like, this is a fucking mess. I can't. No wonder she died. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> she died that's because her laundry say. wasn't folded properly. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'll be like. God, Girl. it's all coming together. Jesse, let's be real. In death, you wouldn't have time to worry about that. You'd be too busy running from an alligator as that's we established. That's true. Hashtag yeah, best yeah. game ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, There this... is so much crap. Wasn't This is something good for Sam. Those are the Vive Pro announced at CES. Yes, the Vive oh, Pro. Yeah, of the vibe, yeah. 78% so it's up- increased screen resolution, improved 3D audio and noise canceling headphones. Uh, come wireless adapter. Yeah, wireless noise transmitter sold canceling. separately. I'll never get him out. It'll be the wireless adapter that'll get me to dive into the, the pro. You, a lot of people have said that. Yeah. Yeah. All of you guys are missing the the hot, the hottest product from CES 2018. Kohler's yes. brand new Numi Intelligent Toilet. Does your toilet ever feel excluded from your smart home setup? Kohler's new top-of-the-line model delivers hands-free flushing, bidet cleansing, feet warming, air drying, odor control, music, a nightlight, <laughs> and and an automatic seat temperature management system. What? Plus, you can integrate it with Alexa and ask her to flush. Alexa, Alexa flush my shit. What the fuck? <laughs> Give me a normal-ass Sign- toilet! I don't Sign me up. Shit to possibly go wrong with a toilet. <laughs> Here's Can your I... blank check, Kohler. Please. <laughs> I can imagine the first like thing goes wrong. It's like spewing water in the. Alexa, stop! And she's like, <laughs> "Are you about to?" The, bidet, yeah, Dodger. the bidet. The bidet gets it gets turned up to like fire hose levels of pressure. Just it just fires you off there. What? I can see it happen. It's no, the dream so, come true. Alexa, no, fuck you. The house. The house <laughs> I moved into in the master bathroom there is what's called a smart IQ toilet and literally it's just like there's like a battery pack that flushes the toilet it doesn't have a normal like flush that's the only thing that's different about it (laughs) and um the, the color of the light will change depending on what's wrong with the toilet right but here's the fun part is every time something has gone wrong with the toilet, it turns a color that is not in the manual at all. <laughs> like, like right now it's bright fuchsia. And Sam and I are like, what does that mean? It's supposed to be either red or blue. You're pink right now. What does that mean? So I'm just saying, look, this toilet literally all it's supposed to do is is flush with a battery. We, and this, um, this toilet that's being pitched right now sounds like hell. <laughs> in this office. We've in given the toilet office, a personality. In this office, our bathroom suddenly had a bidet in it one day. And <laughs> Who put that there? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I went in there once and there was poop You think it was Gerard? Gerard did it? It was Gerard. That's a Gerard thing I to do. I literally looked at it and was like, I don't know how to use this anymore. Because there's like a little like hoopty sticking out. And I'm like, I'm afraid I'm just going to poop on it. 
use that bathroom i go up i, I either go upstairs like, i can't i'm afraid of it it's like i don't know what to do i don't know what to do I'm anymore that it's gonna accidentally turn on and like traumatize i'm afraid a little knob's gonna end up my butt at some point i'm not i'm terrified i don't like it i don't like it it's it scares technology i'm just letting you know Toilet technology is frightening. <laughs> give me give me a bucket of water and some rolled up trees, and that's what I take it. Let's get old school with it. Toilet technology is frightening. It's too much. Can you imagine having Alexa saying Alexa flush? And then what what would she say if there's a clog? Would she just keep trying to flush over and over again? There's I mean, too much shit how, in there. Yeah. How do you explain this to the plumber? Sorry, Sinvicta. Alexa couldn't flush my my poops. Yeah, that's all I know. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh my god. Yeah. So yeah, terrifying. So yeah, CES. There you go, everyone. the The hottest new, the the biggest story coming out of CES 2018 is Kohler's new new me intelligent toilet and a folding machine. Apparently, and I like I like how I like the play on words. I don't. It may not. It may be like new my or something, but definitely new me. I like the play on words there because it's definitely a whole new you after you sit down on this. Gross, gross. It's not even a toilet. Gross. It's an ex- it's an experience. Gross. <laughs> it's a complete uh, otherworldly experience. You get you have the your feet and the adjustable bidet setting. Alexa, bidet me. People already don't leave the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> people already go in there and just stay there for an hour if there's nobody to call them out. And like, My God, I feel like I... this toilet is gonna be <laughs> like the people who don't fall victim to the virtual world are gonna just never leave the toilet. And humanity. So, is so basically, you're worried about Sam getting this and then never just never no, leaving. Sam's already lost to the virtual world. I'm worried about myself. <laughs> oh, oh, I got you. I got stuck you. on this toilet and never leave. <laughs> I think Sam will wrench himself free from VR in a couple weeks when uh, Monster Hunter hits. Monster Hunter is going to pull a lot of people away from VR. He's going to try and find a way to play it in VR. Play both at <laughs> he's going to be like, it's so real. And he's fighting a monster in his office, knocking over monitors. And... Yep. <laughs> That'd be so good. I can't wait for TB to watch this later and be like, I wonder what they talked about. I can't wait to see what kind of game releases they are talking about. All video game related stuff. It's just all of us We're laughing. About the news. CES yeah, is news. relevant. Yeah, we've been yeah, very TB. On point it's not topical. our fault that we talked about bidets for too long. Yeah, future TB. It's all good. Um, yeah, let's. I mean, is there any other news of importance that has happened? I don't know that there's anything really too terribly interesting. Only thing, only thing that's that's semi gaming related is that Blizzard's they've launched the uh, they've announced that uh, the Overwatch League will be starting I think tomorrow. So if anyone who's ever wanted yes, to cross the true. fandom of of football or professional sports teams but wished it was an Overwatch, you get it three days <laughs> a week, four days a week, something like that, up until June I think is when the playoffs start. Mm. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see if it's any. I mean. I've I've watched a couple of Overwatch esport events and I'm just like, it, it's it, it's still suffering from what what we talked about on Roundtable a long time ago. There's just too much too many things going on for it to be interactive. Like that's where that's where Counter Strike really has an upper hand is just that like it's very you something you don't have to see the bullets to see someone die and you get to see the strategy. You don't have to worry about all the flashiness. It's also slow. You know, like yeah, it's way slower as well. Slower, especially FPS games. The slower the FPS is. 
the the easier it is to follow. And Overwatch is fast-paced, and so a lot of shit's going yeah. on. God bless them. I hope it works out because if it doesn't, that's going to set back a lot of um, things for a lot of people. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it will. I mean, Overwatch is still massively. It's just a huge game, but I don't know. I, I'll, I'll I'll definitely tune in for the first couple of days to see how it is, but I'll reserve judgment on that. Yeah. I have a thing. Yo, talk to it's us. It's adjacent if you're into anime. Um, anime Strike is now included in Amazon Prime. So if you're what somebody who's wanted to watch, Anime Strike was like a separate subscription service that Amazon had. Oh, really? Uh, so they they were trying to basically do like Crunchyroll, but on the Amazon streaming service. Hmm. Um, so they like licensed all of these anime properties from the last season. And people hmm. were like, I have to pay another subscription. I already have Amazon Prime. What do you want from me? Right. And they have, I'm sure they have Crunchyroll too, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so they they finally made the decision to just loop that all in with Amazon Prime. So if you have Amazon Prime, you can access all of the anime that they That's a smart move. got from last season. Yeah, I, I think it was a really small I'm smart super move. excited. I'll, I won't ever use that, but like, shout out to people who will. You could be watching Welcome to the Ballroom right no. now. Seeing no, a boy learn about ballroom dancing. I right saw the, some trailer for there's some Godzilla anime that's only going to be on Netflix. That looked interesting. A Godzilla anime. Yeah, it's called Godzilla's something slap i don't fight. know but apparently it's only on oh, netflix and i'm like slap fight i gotta i gotta see it it's godzilla <laughs> no. um so let's talk about upcoming games what do we have coming down the pipeline um oh yeah fuck i oh i never got the link for that you didn't yeah. i sent everyone the link it's in the chat Dodger. It's in, the, it's, in the, it's in this Zoom chat right here. Yeah. No, it's in the. It should be in the Skype chat. It's in the Skype chat. Yeah, I can't use Skype right now. Oh see. right, yeah, I'll link you. I got you. I got you. How? It's in Zoom chat. How now? How do go. you not have the inability to use? Like, what is happening to you? Every time I try to open it, I've uninstalled it and reinstalled it multiple times. And every time I try to open it, it says that Skype is already open. Yeah, that happened. That have you ever thought about like? Which is cool resetting your computer i just did so. <laughs> like you oh, uninstalled sure. yeah, I and, like, re and i followed through <laughs> like re reformatting like you you haven't like reformat have you thought Sorry. about getting a new computer have you ever thought about like just quitting youtube and becoming a, <laughs> a, like a hermit somewhere i can't get skype to work i feel yeah. like i can live without skype have you just thought about never streaming again whoa have you thought about wow. just like going to live in the woods have you ever thought about buying an intelligent toilet dodger <laughs> i already have one and it blows <laughs> so, hopefully right, not what literally do, what do we got what do we got here we go what y'all go. go. doing all right so there are a bunch of games on the list this week here's the problem having gone through many of them i literally cannot find any that i'm like no none of them are good Oh, they're These all garb? They're all garbo. Like, next they're all real garbo. bad. A lot of them are asset flips, not gonna lie. So, I picked one. Okay. okay, talk to me. And it's not even like because it looks good, because it looks terrible. But the trailer is great. And it's called Civil Warfare, Another Bullet in the War. Okay. Coming out January, January 15th. 15th. Here's the yeah. problem. I don't have the, the technical prowess to do what TB does to no! like, <laughs> put the stuff in the stuff. But I'm All right, well, then it's up. not going to be on. nearly no, as No, 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 no. What is this called? Civil War, Another Bullet in the War. War, another... It is literally a PUBG clone. Bullet That's what it war. is. Okay. 
Another but is this like another brick in the wall? But like that's what I was thinking, right? Yeah. So it's just another PUBG clone, but the trailer and the music that plays builds up, and when the music finally like kind of lets loose, it's just like a dude driving a jeep over a little hill, and it kind of like glitches a little bit. Try my hardest to like get this on the screen. This is happening right now. I don't even see this game on the list. January fifteenth in green. Oh, there it is. Okay. And that is why I picked nope, it, that, because the trailer entertained work. me for a little bit. And there you go. I'll, uh... Oh, I don't think I'm a mod in TB's chat. <laughs> looking at the screen right now. I'm gonna get this to work, so help it's me God. Good. It seems like... <laughs> it looks good. great. It looks I'm great. I'm gonna get this to work. Alright, and... Let's, I'm gonna show people this god-awful stupid... This is... People are like... I can host my podcast. Yeah. Try and host a podcast. I double-dog dare you. It's so hard. Here we go. What... First of all, I want to know why it's called Civil War. Boom, done. Yeah, it uh, it's, like it's, it's because it's right, gamer versus gamer. Play. Oh. Nice. Oh. oh, oh. 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 <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Good job, Jesse. Yeah, we've done it. Oh my god, it's literally a clone. It's an actual. It is just... Can I take it's a second? Like... Can I take a second? Is anyone else terribly disappointed that this game is not related to the actual American Civil War? Yes. <laughs> no, I am saying. like, what the <laughs> fuck is this game about? It's literally just a PUBG clone, but called Civil War? Is it like yeah. supposed to be like, a new Civil War is broken out in America, and now guys have to jump out of planes to fight against each other. <laughs> brother against brother, jumping <laughs> out of planes together <laughs> in the great American island. Civil War. <laughs> Um, I'm so disappointed. I thought you literally meant it was a Civil War game in a no, PUBG, PUBG setting. Like, where that'd, be like, great. that'd be so good. You had one shot with your like rifle, yeah. and then you had to like re-stuff it. <laughs> I would be like, this is the greatest fucking game ever. And it could be VR. It could be like VR chat where you like actually have to like make like your your oh. stuff in the musket and have to like reload it and stuff. I was ready for something amazing. None of no, it was straight disappointing. Like I said, nope. there's only one part in that trailer that made me entertained. Like, there's the Jeep going over, like, a hill, but it, like, kind of glitches a little I bit. I won't give it that time. And the I music's was expecting, like, I was expecting something awesome. I was let no. down. Brother versus brother. That you no failed. Seven you failed, Mathis. You failed. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm fine with that. All I right, could have chosen Dunt Corgi VR, but. Uh, <clears throat> I have one. Okay. On January 11th, Rusty Lake Paradise comes out. Oh, my God. New Rusty Lake? Rusty Lake. Wait a minute, wait, there are multiple Rusty Lake? Oh my god, Rusty yeah. Lake games are so good. On the 11th? They're great. Mm -hmm. I leave for back south on the 11th? Shit. Fuck. So yeah, um, it looks just as bizarre. Maybe it comes out on midnight yeah. on the 10th, and I can play it, and then <laughs> oh, maybe a Fan Friday of it. And by Fan Friday, I mean the whole goddamn game. I love Rusty Rusty Lake games are so weird and bizarre. I'm not gonna post a video of it, because Rusty Lake, either you know it, or you don't. I they've don't got, know it. I've never heard of Rusty Lake. What is it? They've got like a Plague Doctor. They've got like a... Uh, so the Rusty Lake games are point and click games. And they're like a weird... It's like weird puzzle solving. They all relate to the fact that there's this place called Rusty Lake. And it's bizarre and weird. Ooh. And in some way, every game's connected. But you don't mm -hmm. necessarily know how. Um, but in one of them, you were all animals at a hotel. And... The premise is that you are serving one of the animals to the other animals every night. 
and yeah so the puzzle the puzzle aspect of that one was that you have to like get into their room and somehow like kill them and cook them up for everybody else before anyone wakes up and and then another one the other one that we played what was that it was rusty lake it's the family one yeah where you were a family and you lived on the edge of the lake and you played literally it was like a family tree and every time you did something, it connected to the tree, and you like went and learned about the family as they sort of all were involved in this house next to the lake. And that one was connected to the animal one, and you're like, well, how can the animal people be connected? It's all like symbolism, like weird shit that that. It's all about a like. Apparently, the story's all about a guy like going. Cr- I don't know. I don't know. Sounds interesting. This it's looks. I mean, seeing seeing all these all these people wearing these masks and stuff is just like. It's unsettling. Yeah, it's it, it's very the art, the very art in the weird. game really really enhances the uh, the sort of the weird creepiness WTF factor. That is pretty much what it is. That's yeah. <laughs> that that right. will be a game that I will enjoy watching someone else play. It is super fun. All right, what else do we have? Um, there's another one that I picked just for you called "Sexy Serial Killer" that comes oh, out. Oh boy! Now I gotta look well, it up. Hold on, sexy. I picked one for I picked one for him too. You gotta sexy look serial at, at killer screenshots. All right, here's the problem: when you type in "sexy serial killer," not necessarily what you think you're gonna get. <laughs> Go you're gonna you're, you're gonna have to be real careful with uh, with typing that one up if you're gonna bring the screen up, Gussie. Okay, so yeah, I I am looking at it right oh now. Oh my god! Is a bar? She's like a Barbie doll. The yeah. the she's company... shinier than I've ever seen a person. <laughs> yeah, the company that made this game is called Disturbing Excitement. <laughs> I am. Um... Uh oh have my you god! S- what have the... you seen the Have you seen the logo for the game? Yeah, it's good. Epic, I like the epic. dead full guy screen, face down screen, on the ground. Capture. Here we go. This is for the kids. Put on some music. <laughs> what is this? Meet Fred. He hasn't had a date in three years. Tonight he will meet the girl of his dreams and his nightmares. <laughs> this looks yep. terrible. I just am going to, I want I people to see. First off, they're playing the There's opening to Lost in the background. What? Wait till you get to 26 seconds in. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm waiting for. I just. I oh, can't. God. The- Man, they hover around this dude for a while. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yep. there it is. <laughs> yeah. Terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> Jingle physics. <laughs> and there's Jesse's desktop. Yeah, there's my desktop. A lot of hardcore pornography on the desktop, as you can well, see. Well, there's also coming out. <laughs> there's, it's um, all there. It's all there. On January 12th, I think. Yeah, weed. Weed? All caps. Oh. W-E-E-D. Weed! It's just a sexy Matt- anime <laughs> match three. How <laughs> I'm not gonna play the developer. Game. The developer's oh, name is Cute Anime Girls. I mean, it's literally I... the developer's name. <laughs> you woke up the kids. I didn't wake this up is... the kids. That game with the boob lady woke up the kids. It's not my. I didn't know it was gonna go. <laughs> yeah! I didn't know that was the noise that was gonna happen when boobs jiggled at you. Yeah! I didn't. I didn't know. I had no idea. Thank you, Mathis. What is sisters? And, yeah! and I terrifying. I uh, the couple the a couple that I looked at weren't 
direct asset flips. One of them was called the Last Berserker Endless War, which at first I thought looked pretty interesting because I was like, man, I'm a huge fan of One Finger Death Punch. But uh, but then after that, like it's it's just it, it's just the same. There's there's no it, it's nowhere near in depth as One Finger Death Punch is. It, it looks from from what I can see anyway from that. Um, and then the other one I picked up was the card game with the, the Heroes of Arzar, which oh, yeah, kind of yeah, interesting. Yeah. That that's like a it's like it looks like a mobile. It almost looks a little bit like Slay the Spire mixed with Hearthstone, except it's got like an anime thing going on with it. But I may look at that one. It was the only ones that I couldn't find that weren't just a an asset flip in Unity. It definitely was no sexy serial killer or whatever the heck. I Dodger don't know Con. that that is a good game at all. You can try it, Scary Game Squad. There you go, Jesse. I'm gonna pass. Hey. I'm gonna pass. <laughs> on uh, on January 16th, there's a game called Anamorphine that's coming out that looks like it might be up our alley. Anamorphine. Um, Anamorphine. Yeah. It says, "Explore the past as you resolve the present: a surreal adventure of rendered emotions. Journey into the mind of the main character, a young man in denial, as his subconscious." Do you spell it differently from normal morphine. Nope. A-N-A-M-O-R-P-H-I-N-E. Oh, Anna. Not You Annie. probably... Gotcha. Anamorphine. That'd be a great band name. Whoa. All right. Looks kind of interesting. Mm. I don't... Uh, I don't get it, but sure. I mean, how often do you truly get the games that you start playing? You know what? <laughs> You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. <clears throat> it, Her hair is so white. It's just like a bizarre sequence of... of images but that's cool i'm afraid to literally play anything right now because of that damn game that i was expecting boobs and got yeah well you got <laughs> boobs though yeah but boobs with a terrified scream are not good boobs those are the kind of boobs you're like you know what maybe i'm gonna pass on these boobs <laughs> but they're uh no you know what i'm not even gonna touch it yeah we'll go with what jesse said <laughs> what else is coming out, Dodger? Anything? Good? How dare you ruin my awkward silence? I wanted Sinvicta to, to wallow in that. To wallow in the fact that the last thing Sinvicta said was, I, I said boobs, and he goes, Well, I'm not going to touch them. Oh, never mind. I'm just I said gonna... that. I didn't say them. I said that. Go back, rewind it. You rewind it. I said that. I am the host. I decide what you said. Oh, okay. I am Sorry. the host, and we will rewind only when I wish to rewind. Only when I wish to. <laughs> and then could, we will edit it. You can capture it. Yeah, there you go. It's no cream of the crop. Cream of the crop. Uh, yeah, any other games? I mean, is there anything other, anything worth our time right now? That's everything that looked interesting to me, to be right. honest. Cool beans. Uh, well, and I went through very fast because... <laughs> well, there's not a lot. Like, there's, there's not a lot of great games coming out. It's the beginning of the year. Uh, it, we're literally week number two. No yeah. one's releasing games right now. Um, mm. I would simply like, say, like, you can get, like, I think Fury is now coming out to something. Uh, cool. Good game. Hell yeah. Yeah, Fury's on, on Switch. That's coming out. Switch is getting a lot of stuff. Super Meat Boy. Yep. Uh, it's and that's all on the 11th. Um, There's yeah. just so many games that are just, just straight up. Like asset flips. Like I'm looking. I mean, no disrespect, but there's a game called Maze Walker that, like, it's like, okay, the title seems interesting. It's just, 
it's just like a one color you never one need color to explain game. to us about the shitty games <laughs> that we've seen on this podcast you never need to tell us oh this game looks like garbage that is every week for us <laughs> we see so many games that are just like i mean it's awesome you're attempt like good on you game developer for trying to like create a game and like be creative but you know mm. don't expect us to jump on your first game that's like it's called um boob slayer and it's a sexy boob girl and kills people like you know that's awesome great. way to be creative we love oh, you, i thought you were but... gonna actually just be like you were just gonna be a boob and you're going around slashing things you know what a boob with a that's giant boob with also. hands yeah i would also play that i yeah it's a dodger game for a, sure a vr boob vr oh. yeah vr boob there you go I with real physics reputation amongst my friends i feel like. <laughs> <laughs> vr boob uh, I'm, right. I'm really hoping that Ryan's first game, because Northern Lion knows Unity. You know, he's a certified Unity developer. I really hope the first game that he puts out on Steam is like one of these awful games that you guys just happen to come across. I can't wait for that show. Hmm. It'll still be Isaac-related, I'm sure, though. Maybe, maybe we'll do that. Um, <laughs> Alright, let's wrap this bad boy up. Uh, let's say our goodbyes. Sinvicta, what's happening with you this coming week? What are you doing, buddy? Hey, everyone, you can uh, find the, if you really love Isaac and you want to see the new Here's the Storm uh, Hero Blaze coming out, I'm going to be doing a video later on today, probably Blazer. maybe on stream. Blazer. Uh, it's, it's not Blazer, it's just Blaze. Blazer. No, Blazer. <laughs> Look, I'm not the one who named it, all right? But yeah, uh, doing more Heroes. Uh, this, the fourth season of my Darkest Dungeon season uh, series will be kicking off uh, within the next couple weeks. And uh, if you want to see a lot of Monster Hunter World content coming up after the game comes out, you can go find that over at my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Invicta316. I stream Wednesday through Saturday, twitch.tv slash Invicta. And my band also has a new song coming out that you can download for free, like all of my other music over at sinvicta.bandcamp.com. And thanks to Dodger and Jesse for having me. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being thank here. Thank you for um, coming on. Yeah. Mathis, what's happening with you, my dude? Hello. I will be at PAX South uh, this weekend, so if you see me, say hello. Um, you can find me over at my main channel at uh, youtube.com slash judgemathisgames. I just did a top 10 games of 2017 video that came out a couple days ago. Um, I play a bunch of old like, retro PC games and talk about them on that channel and talk about collecting and all that other stuff. And then I have a Let's Play channel over at Mathis Games, and then I do a weekly D&D show at twitch.tv slash lostinitiativeshow. And then I stream uh, a few times a week at twitch.tv slash mathisgames. I'm pretty much all over the place. Cool. So find me. Dukes, what's happening with you? Hi, everybody. Um, I'm back from England, and I'm not sick anymore, which is Yay. amazing. Uh, I just passed it on to my husband, like good wives do. Good or, job. Or me. <laughs> I'm worried now. I'm worried. I spent no, a whole day fine. with you. You're I'm convinced fine. you're going to get me sick, and then I'm going to get everyone to pack sick, and it's going to be your you're fault. fine. No, Sam. Sam caught it all. He 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 took it all. Yeah, he took he took all of it. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, hi guys, I'm Dodger. You can find me at Dex Bonus on pretty much everything. Um, not as much goes up on my Press Heart channel anymore, but I did do Vlogmas uh, during December. If you would like to see those, and uh, yeah, I'll be streaming Final Fantasy 14 right after this. Well, not right after this, but probably like a half an hour after this is over. So if you would like to watch my cousin and I play some Final Fantasy XIV, uh, come hang out at twitch.tv slash dexbonus. And check out my coffee company at dodgercoffeeco.com, please. That would be great. 
Cool. All right. Uh, for me, Costcon tickets just went on sale, so that's the thing that's happening already. We haven't even announced guests, so buy them. <laughs> buy those tickets. Who knows what's gonna happen? Surprise. Yeah, it could be crazy. Um, and uh, yeah, a lot of stuff on the channel, but mostly headed to Pack South. Uh, there's gonna be a scary game squad panel on Saturday. It's gonna be wild. I have. I'm gonna tell you the actual tweet that I wrote, or not tweet, the message I wrote. Um, okay. Hey. Crendor, can you do me a favor? Pick out three horror games under $5. So we'll see what happens. That's going to be our panel. We'll see you're what games he chooses. On, you're relying on Crendor to pick something for content. Three games you're... under $5. Could be a great panel. Could be an awful panel. We will find out together live. God, I think I'll be there for that. I want to see that. I'm ready for this train wreck. I can't wait. We'll find out together. So, um, yeah, that's it for us on the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, TB, hopefully, will be back next week. We miss him and love yeah. him. And uh, I know all of you out there do, too, because you haven't stopped talking about it. And we will <laughs> see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. See you later. Oof. All right, let's end this thing. Now I got to end it professionally. <laughs> There's a lot that goes into this. How does he do this? All right, bye, everybody. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs>